The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night. All day. San Francisco, Brian Redband, Greg Fitzsimmons, Woo-hoo. and I are at the Knob Hill Masonic, Audito- the Masonic Auditorium. And uh, I've gotten more than one email from really dumb people who think <laughs> that because I am playing at the Masonic Auditorium, it just proves that I am a New World Order shill. You're, you're an yep. reptile, dude. You I'm follow the Lightbringer, Lord Lucifer. I am a part of the Masonic, uh, what do they call themselves? Brotherhood? Plague. They're a fraternity. A fraternity. I'm part of the, the Masonic fraternity, and uh, I'm in with the New World Order because I'm playing at the Knob Hill Masonic Auditorium. You know what a Mason told me once? <laughs> <clears throat> he said that what it's all about is that math or geometry is the first language of the universe. It's like the first language of God. And so like they're super into sacred geometry. Like that's a big thing. And like the whole thing's based on building the Temple of Solomon, which was where you house the Ark of the Covenant. You know, it's all symbolic, of course, but the new Temple of Solomon that they're trying to build, according to the conspiracy theorists, is society. Like, this is it. Like, society is the new Temple of Solomon. And part of that was getting the United States Revolution to happen, because they helped fund that. And also, fucking D.C., the street layout of D.C. is all Masonic symbols, and that goddamn obelisk popping up out of the middle of fucking D.C., that weird thing, and it's all over our fucking money. So, yeah, Joe, we are worried about you. Are you, <laughs> <laughs> are yeah, there, you dabbling? There, there is something go- going on behind the scenes, right? I mean, it's, it's clear. If you look at the design of Washington, D.C., and folks, you should really should look this up online because it's not something that is it's irrefutable. Yes. The grid, the grid, the way they've lined up the streets, the way they put the buildings and everything, I mean, it, it literally is sonic symbols it is and it's all over our fucking money too yeah yeah what's up with that fucking all-seeing eye on top of the pyramid just an eye on top of a pyramid that makes sense the united states and its long love affair with egypt think how the egyptians helped form our constitution (laughs) (laughs) yeah right no one thinks about that shit that's what's so fun about the occult you know because the word occult itself means hidden but it's like hidden in plain view because this shit's in front of everybody like all the people who deny conspiracy theories and stuff in their wallet are fucking rectangles covered in Egyptian occult symbology that they don't even think about. Yeah, and for folks who don't know, the, what the symbols are in, in Washington, D.C., the way it's set up, is one of them is uh, a, a Lucifer uh, upside-down pentagram. Sure. I mean, so the horns stick up in the air. I mean, there's yeah. that's that's there. I mean, they did design this. They really did design the streets like this. And the other one is um, like that Masonic symbol that looks like sure. a measuring device. Yeah, yeah, that that means a lot. But yeah, that's why that's why they like that because they're trying. What they're trying to do is to sort of articulate the primary. Um, uh, the 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 very first way that the universe formed, which is through geometry or through like a cascade of like specific physical laws that are based on math. Mm-hmm. It's super fucking cool, man. I mean, that's it, what masons are. Well, that's what a mason told me at a wedding. I don't know. He's drunk too. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I met a drunk Mason at a at a, a, a show at the Laugh Factory in Houston. Uh, he was showing me his Mason IDs and shit, and, yeah. and I'm like, "What the fuck is being a Mason? What do you yeah. What do you guys do?" He's like, "Oh man, it's just secret society, you know, hung out together." Yeah, yeah. hang out together. We had do rituals yeah. where you come out of a fucking coffin. I know that happens. Okay, but how much power do you really think they have, wield, try to use? Is, is there really anything to what they're doing? Or is like being a Mason just fun? Uh, it's like I, being I, an Elks Lodge I, member. I've heard there's, bunches, there's many different levels of the thing. And I imagine that uh, a lot of Masons uh, are probably in politics. And when you're when you're in a fraternity and you're in politics, you're probably going to pay deference to other people in your fraternity when it comes to working together to make laws happen or whatever you're up to. So I, I, a lot of people say it's a waning population, that the, the Masons are kind of like dying out because fewer young people are signing up because they don't recruit. So to become a Mason, you have to ask a Mason. So you have to go to the Masonic Lodge and be like, I want to become a Freemason. And then they do like background checks on you and Should stuff. we become Masons? Yes, let's do it. I've, I think it'd be a blast. What do you think is good about being a Mason? I think ceremony is... People are going nuts right now in front of their computer. These fucking shills! <laughs> These fucking New World Order shills! Where is the Alex Jones hotline number? I need to call him right... Joe Rogan has publicly admitted on his show that he is a Mason. He has Duncan Trussell on who talks about how wonderful it is to be a Mason and spreading propaganda and disinformation about Masons being about geometry. They're about control. They're about taking your soul, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm not going to stand for it. Well, man, I don't know. You know, I, who knows? I, I, I think uh, ceremony is, a, is something that is missing from a lot of people's lives in our culture because it's so goddamn weird. And Sounds I, like someone wants to get married. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, someone wants to get married. Well, that yeah. is that definitely that is definitely a ceremony. But like you know, there's a lot of other ceremonies too that aren't quite so uh, based on like on stupid shit. But I mean, they're all, <laughs> <laughs> but they are like there's they're, they're psychedelic, man. And like I read this somewhere. I don't remember who said it, but it was a, an interesting point, which is that a rock show is a ceremony mm-hmm. in the sense that you're going to this to to watch people on stage. Like doing like songs, which are a kind of chant that everyone already knows, and you're taking psychedelics to go enjoy this thing. So it's like that, you know, that Jungian idea that like there's just certain basic things that tend to repeat through all different cultures, and the way it's repeated in our culture is more through I'm going to go see a rock show and dress in a certain way and take a psychedelic and trip out and have a kind of transcendent experience that comes through the music. But it used to be like there's more formal versions of that idea which is like you take a psychedelic and then you do a series of like intonations or whatever the fuck it is, depending on what religion or cult you're in. And that creates a kind of transcendent connective experience, which I think is fucking awesome. And it's fun to just watch regardless of whether or not you believe in what that religion or ritual is trying to invoke. It's just cool to watch that form of dance and movement happen. It's a funny way of putting it because most people would never think of ceremony that way. And I think what what a lot of these people that are freaking out about Masons and all this, I think people are nervous about any group that, that moves in secrecy. 
You know, like that was uh, one of the Kennedy speeches. Remember that? Secret societies. Mm-hmm. You should not be tolerated. Remember that? Yeah. What, I don't remember what the, the the actual speech was, but I wonder what that was in reference to. Brian, see if, if you could pull that up. Pull that up. It's Kennedy on secret societies. You have a laser in the middle of your forehead. It's so crazy looking. Yeah, I know. It keeps popping. <laughs> it's like right forehead. on your third that's eye. not the fact that I'm wearing sunglasses and dressed in a NASA outfit. No, that's- <laughs> What? Uh, wait. What? What's uh, going Kennedy, on? pull up. Ken- what? Where are we, <laughs> Mom? Is that you? Am I asleep? I was tripping out. Uh, Kennedy on secret societies. Pull up the video. Kennedy on secret societies. You know, I think um, we learned a lot from those early guys, early presidents, before they learned how to shut them up. You know, when right. Eisenhower was talking about the military-industrial complex and yeah. giving that speech. I'll never fucking forget that speech. That that is a cr- not that I saw it when it happened, Ladies but I mean, look at this. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, There is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program, for from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people, for I have complete confidence and the response and dedication of our citizens 
whenever they are fully informed. That's a scary fucking video. Only could not yeah. stifle I'm sorry, well, you know what's scary about that video is that that guy got murdered. Yeah, you got to start wearing a fucking helmet if you're going to give a speech like that. What do you think it's like to actually be the president? Do you think that you just immediately meet with bankers and financiers and they just establish your agenda like right off the bat? I mean, it's pretty obvious that he was warning us about some shit that he was encountering. You know, he was the president. Yeah, I think he was sort of experiencing uh, the the growth of the CIA. The CIA was starting to... Uh, turn into this monster that they couldn't control anymore. It was starting to expand and stretch out and doing that thing that big organizations do where they try to uh, keep themselves alive by making up shit. You know, that thing where, like, they're not necessary anymore, but it doesn't matter. They just want the power. Yeah, that's what people don't understand. When you start talking about the government, start talking about, like, well, what's the government? You know, the government is going to be either Mitt Romney or Barack Obama. Yeah, not so much. There's a whole secret government. There's a, there's a whole CIA thing that doesn't have to report to anybody. Yes. Can basically do whatever the fuck it wants. Yeah. Changes laws. That's the real government now, and that's just like exactly what our founding fathers were trying to avoid. There, there's having a, one of those. There's a great book called Acid Dreams that I'm reading, which is about the CIA and how they were the ones who got LSD, and they're the ones who the CIA basically started the psychedelic revolution of the '60s, or was part of the start of that because they started doing LSD tests on college kids, and so they're the ones who got it into the, into our society. And it's a fascinating read because LSD, whenever it gets into whatever group it gets into, is such a potent chemical it starts transforming the group and changing the way the group thinks. So a lot of people in the CIA or who are taking LSD because that was part of the deal is they would dose their agents to get them ready for the eventuality of potentially being uh, given a truth serum or some kind of psychedelic brew. So you would go to work as an agent and all of a sudden just start fucking tripping because they dosed your drink. You know who was a part of the Harvard LSD experiments? Who? Ted Kaczynski. Right. The Unabomber. Yeah. They fried that dude's brain. Yeah, exactly. They fried that dude's brain and made him see the eventual takeover by by technology he was terrified of the takeover of technology of the human race and he really literally felt like he was protecting the human race by murdering people who were innovators imagine having a hardcore psychedelic experience on sandoz lsd straight from fucking uh, albert hoffman's sneaker sneaker just (laughs) juiced out of his socks into vials and sent to the cia imagine having that trip but you're a cia agent you work in one of the most covert organizations on earth with people who are trained to kill and poison and take cyanide pills if they have to to death pills imagine being tripping in that kind of environment that's fucking insane, man. That would be the worst trip. And I, in this book, it talks about one of these agents like ended up committing suicide oh, because yeah. his, his mind just couldn't handle what it was like to be part of that web of insanity. And the Senate did uh, trials with the CIA for these ridiculous experiments that they were doing, uh, <laughs> some of which involved... Did I tell you about the sleeping room? Did I tell you about this? No. So they would go into... They were doing this shit at... Uh, uh, mental health facilities and insane asylums Um, and what they would do is they would take people and they would drug them they would put them into an induced coma for a month straight it was called the sleeping room they would put you in an induced coma for a month straight and have headphones on and try to reprogram who you were as a person 
to wipe your fucking identity or replace your identity with some new thing because if you can do that then you create this like wonderful fucking operative like you get to just make a person you know get rid of all that pesky fucking the memories of their parents and whatever the fuck they think they are or whoever the and they, they can do this chemically well, no, 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 this shit got shut down because it's so unethical, but where it gets weird, and we talked about this on the phone, is uh, in Guantanamo Bay, they've been giving people six times the appropriate dose of larium, which is this medication that you give people for malaria that has negative psychoactive effects. Specifically, it gives people amnesia. My friend just fucking got amnesia, wrote a book on getting amnesia in India. Uh, he wrote, he's wrote a book called The Answer to the Riddle is Me. His name's David McLean, but he went to India, took larium, uh, which is a drug that is illegal in some countries. It's a drug that came from a partnership between what, what's that big pharmaceutical company? Hoffman, De La Roche, or whatever the fuck the name is. And um, uh, the military made this shit to fight larium. And larium sits in your liver. But sometimes it crosses the blood-brain barrier. And when that happens, it mouth-fucks your brain. It just <laughs> mouth-fucks your brain. Until, so you start having these shitty fucking dreams. And then if it, if it really goes wrong, you can have what happened to my friend, which is complete an absolute amnesia. No memory of who you are, no memory of where you are, how you got there, who your family is, anything. No memory of anything. This happened to him in a fucking train station in India where he said that they were having like, they would have English, which he could understand on the TVs, and then it would switch to like Hindi, it would switch to other languages, and he thought when it switched to other languages he was hallucinating and the English was like warping and turning into something else. He didn't even know that these are other languages. <laughs> That's how gone he was. He decked a fucking nurse, dude. Whoa. He decked a nurse. He was strapped down. A male down nurse or female, female nurse? Female nurse. He was strapped down in a fucking bed in an insane asylum in India. He said wow. that Jim Henson, he hallucinated Jim Henson taking him on a tour of the universe. The stand-up? The fucking puppet the guy. The puppet guy. Jim Henson was God. He hallucinated. Oh, John the, Henson is the, the. Yeah, not John. Jim Henson was God. <laughs> took him on a tour of, of the universe and explained to him that the reason he'd taken a human incarnation and all this was happening to him is because he'd been asked a riddle before he was born and he couldn't come up with the answer to the riddle. Whoa. And because of that, he had to be a human again. <laughs> Yeah, <sighs> crazy shit. But the the really crazy shit is they're giving these motherfuckers in Guantanamo Bay six times the dose of larium that you're supposed to be getting, and there is no malaria in Cuba. Oh, it's called chemical waterboarding. Look it up. It's fucking nuts. It's like chemical waterboarding. You just get these bastards, scoop them up from Afghanistan, blindfold them, fly them to fucking Cuba, blast them with larium until they have no idea who they are, and they'll fucking tell you anything, man. Isn't it incredible like what they're allowed to do legally, like with this Bradley Manning guy, the guy who got uh, this WikiLeaks situation? He's the one, the soldier that released all the documents. They've, they've had this guy in solitary confinement for years now. Like, he hasn't talked to people. He hasn't seen anything. He sleeps with the lights on. Like, he's probably completely insane by this point. Sure. Like, to, to be without any human interaction. Joe, it's you laying on a... <laughs> See, Joe, <laughs> it's, it's, it's you, you in the future. That is so not me. <laughs> and there's you, like, with your with cap backwards from, Pharmacological like, waterboarding. Yeah, wow. pharmacological waterboarding. Get those fucking neurons all blasted with larium. Tell them they're Satan. You could tell them anything. You could tell them they're crabs that came out of hell. 
so fucking freaky that that's us you know remember we used to think that that like when we were kids it was like that was what the soviet union did you know they were cruel yes. like the way they bred that yeah. drago and rocky four yeah like oh look he's they're so cruel and cold the soviet union does these horrible things yep and now we're doing that shit and there it is that funny thing where people have this idea they're like yeah you know the united states we've done some stuff that maybe isn't uh the greatest thing ever um, we've done it to protect our citizens from terror or the idea that that kind that shit that we did with like injecting people with syphilis or the all the other crazy shit that we've done the idea that at some point like maybe in the 80s everyone in the government was like let's stop being assholes what were we doing what were we thinking let's just stop doing that crazy shit of course it still goes on of course there's still uh, the things that are going by the way what do they say in rivers and politics the lightest shit floats to the surface mm. the stuff you know about is a million times less freaky than the shit you're not hearing about the deep level stuff that's the stuff you got to wonder about man because bradley manning that's just a that's a show pony yeah when you see fema pumping you know five hundred thousand coffins into texas yeah and they have these camps set up yeah they have these gigantic camps set up where you're like what is going on in here there's high fences and these dormitories And there's yeah. armored fucking towers yeah. and shit. And you're yeah. like, wait a minute. Yeah. What, are, what are these rifle towers doing here? Yeah. Like, what do you have here? Dude, this- there's already a room in one of those things with your fucking name on the door. Guaranteed. And you too, Red Band. You guys are going to get hey. dragged off. Dude, what are you talking about? You're going. I'm, I, I, <laughs> Fuck I'm a that, fucking, dude. I got a I'm cyanide. a sports commentator. I, I'll, I'll quit this job. I got a cyanide pill in my molar. I'm going <laughs> to snap that thing the moment they come to the door. I'm undercover. This, um, yeah. That's, <laughs> Brian has just been a brilliant actor this whole time. <laughs> you thought it was a retard? <laughs> Brian, CIA. I've always thought. This no, um, all this shit that's going on right now in New York uh, with this Hurricane Sandy, it to me is making me think, you know, of the the real possibility that I never really considered of of society falling apart. Sure, like it really fucking could fall apart. Sure, like this, you know, one of the things they said was this is a once in a one hundred year storm. Like it's every one hundred years a storm. Yeah. I, they they actually said after it hit that they'd never had a storm like that before yeah but if you stop and think about it like what how much fucking how much history do we have for storms what do we have 300 years that's reliable no do i we even have 300 years i heard we have a hundred years of accurate temperature measures i just heard this because mm-hmm. they were talking about it on npr but like a hundred years and after that you have to start going into ice core samples and tree rings and stuff yeah. to figure it out and then you can only figure out like late frosts and you, you get yeah. like a limited amount of information yeah but like this could happen this could happen all over the fucking place like we're just lucky that for the hundred years of our lives that we haven't had more of these super storms these super storms could be a regular thing well it's i mean it's the, the you know the hockey stick idea the hockey stick, which is like you've got the regular temperature, you have the the general temperature of the earth, and that goes on for a while. There was like an ice age in the, apparently a mini ice age in the 1800s where shit got really cold for some reason, maybe because of a volcano. I can't remember. I don't know. I'm not a fucking geologist. But the um, hockey stick, the handle of the hockey stick represents basic temperature for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And then where we're at right now is this insane acceleration and temperature which people call global warming and so some people say well the winters are colder but they you know the global warming people are climate change that's something i think the scientists who uh came out with this research they feel 
like they shouldn't have called it global warming because it's a confusing term and when shit isn't warm, people are like, you're wrong, it's climate change. The idea is, if the oceans get warmer, hurricanes happen later in the season, if hurricanes happen later in the season, then they also meet up with uh, winter storms, which is what this motherfucker was. It wasn't just a hurricane, it was a hurricane meeting like a storm that's normal in October. It's like the two coming together. It's actually three. Three? Fuck! I didn't even know that. Yeah, Fuck! It was, it was the hurricane combining with two other storms. That's it. So that kind of shit is like, you know, this, people are saying it's once, once every hundred years, but it's like, think of fucking Katrina. Think of all the different crazy events that have been happening just in the last 10 or 15 years, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on, obviously something's going down. And I think there is a huge possibility that people are just going to have to get used to moving away from the fucking oceans or yeah. redesigning homes to like handle that shit. While I was in Montana, we were in a place called the Badlands and we were going down the Missouri River and we, we stayed and camped mostly in this place that used to be the Great Western Inland Sea. And it was a warm water ocean. So the, the floor of this area where we were hiking was all mud. It was like a, like a silt. Because it was the bottom of the fucking ocean at one point right. in time, man. And everywhere you go, as you're walking up these hills, as where the, 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 the ground breaks away, you find fossilized seashells. Right. And they could be millions of years old. Yeah. Like, literally millions of years old. Because this used to be a fucking ocean. So it just tells us that we have to abandon this idea that we can stay wherever we want. And that this is our home, and we, we camp out here. No. Yeah. When there, the climate changes, which it does, all over the... It doesn't... The earth doesn't give a fuck if you've got something written on a piece of paper that says that this piece of Antarctica is yours. You can't live in Antarctica, asshole. You've yeah. got to get out of there. And one point in time, people used to be able to live in Antarctica. They're almost positive of it. It's a, it's a controversial subject, but they have a detailed map of the outside. The, like someone, someone did an accurate map of Antarctica before it like, was covered in ice. Right. That's the only way they found it. It's from the 1500s. And they know that ice has existed in Antarctica for a lot longer than that. So it's an old fucking map. But at one point in time, people used to be able to go around Antarctica. And they made a fucking map of it. Wait, did, don't, didn't people say that, that it was tropical there? Or that it was there? Could be. Yeah, yeah, they don't know. Look, look. There's, there's parts of the world that have varied wildly. I mean, the Nile Valley, where it's a giant desert, used to be a rainforest. Yeah. You know, we know that rainforests recede into grasslands. We know that half of North America was covered in a fucking giant glacier just 14,000 Sure. years ago 14,000 years ago it was like a mile high of ice in a big part of the country so it's like all this stuff happens whether or not you're driving a Volvo it doesn't matter the, this it, stuff is this this stuff has changed radically over time before any human influence at all so then it becomes the weird thing where people don't want to admit that we might have some part in this no it's it's very political and it's in a lot of the people who uh, our climate change deniers, as they call them, are, are fundamentalists. Yes. They're very religious people. Yeah, you're totally right. You know, this fucking young kid who's a Marine brought it up at uh, jiu-jitsu the other day. It was, uh, someone was talking about climate change. He's like, ah, it's a natural process. I mean, he's stretching out in his jiu-jitsu gi yeah. on. He's like 24. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know? You know, like, there's dudes out there that are studying ice samples and core samples and trying to figure out fucking what's going on with the magnetosphere. And this 24-year-old kid's like, it's a natural cycle. Yeah. Just parroting this right-wing talk radio version of what's going on. Yep. That I, think it's, I think it changes, but I also think we have something to do with it. Well, the, the, the fundamentalists 
have always had a real fucking problem with nature. And so whenever people like practice nature religion, like when Christianity was starting to spread, mm -hmm. those were the people who were getting turned into fucking marshmallows. Is the what's called pagan just meant country dweller. It's people who are familiar with the cycle of the moon, the equinoxes, the fucking solstices. It's people who are like connected to the harvest, which is where food comes from, and the sun, which is what makes the food grow. So it's like really connected to the earth. And then Christianity came around with this fucking bearded homophobic jock who uh <laughs> you know what i mean and that guy he wasn't a homophobe though who who cry uh, god jesus no i'm talking about god his kid oh, god. was a little wild but god was <laughs> <laughs> god didn't like it god didn't like it god does not like gays um god according to those people and god certainly doesn't like people who are slurping back fucking psychedelic brews and having orgies and um in the forest to celebrate life god doesn't like those people and so he burns them they burnt all these fucking people anyway the point is there's always a war on between these fundamentalists who want to believe that the earth is some kind of endlessly renewable resource that you could just rip into and fuck up and bomb and do whatever you want to it uh and people who are like no this is a living organism and it's infested with these scabies like uh bomb throwing super advanced beings that are burrowing deep deep into its hide and sucking out its blood to feel yeah, we're their literally vampires yeah we're, we're feeding off the blood of the organism yes that's what runs our entire society is the blood of the earth and that's pretty incredible pretty incredible when you really try to wrap your head around it that we we may very well be parasites i mean that's like that bit that i did at the beginning of my 2005 special where i talked about how we we're like mold on a sandwich like that mold, you know, we don't think of mold as individual mold spores. Sure. We just think of it as mold. Well, if you looked at us from a distance, you would look at us as like mold. We're a disease. Yeah. We're, and then I said, we might be here to eat the sandwich. I mean, that might be what human beings are here for. Yeah. That might be why we're so fucking nuts. Well, see, this is the fucking thing, man. We don't even, like, the, 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 we, we are all doing similar activities that are based almost 100% on accept the accessibility of that sweet Texas tea. But if, if and, and that shit comes from inside the earth, and it's a, and, and interestingly enough, that shit that we use to fuel our cars comes from an extinction event, which is really quite fascinating, is that we fuel our society on the um, end result of massive changes to the planet, and the pressures causing organic matter under the earth to transform into fucking oil. It's crazy to think about that. We fuel our cars on an ancient apocalypse that yeah. happened. That's a fascinating thing. Is it an ancient apocalypse, or is it just the accumulation of dead bodies over time? I think it must... I mean, I, I think it was whatever that fucking meteor impact was that destroyed all those giant trees back then. I don't think that's necessarily what they believe. I think they believe that it's a continual cycle of breaking down of organic matter and converting it into oil. And that's why they used to call it dead dinosaurs, but they don't do that anymore because they realize it's a lot of it's even plant matter. I think it's just... No, that's it's also why. Yeah, but that's also why uh, certain wells, oil wells, um, have uh, gone dry and then actually replenished. Not to the, you know, I don't know, to, to the original point they were at. Yeah. There's a guy who wrote a book on it called uh, Black Gold Stranglehold, I think it was. And his contention was that the oil creation uh, by the earth was a, just a natural product of just the cycle of the earth. It's just like something that it does. Well, and that we are looking at it like it's uh, this, um, 
this finite resource yes. when it's in fact completely renewable. Well, that's too. That's too. There's like the two schools of thoughts. You get yeah. the peak oilers who are like, no, man, that shit is not renewable. We're fucked. That's gonna run out, and we're fucked. And and there's no. Who's right? What? Who's right? God damn! I wish I knew. Don't fucking ask me. I mean, I I I've just out of a sense of like wanting to be optimistic and having a rosy outlook on things. I love Ray Kurzweil. I love uh, the idea that technology is going to advance to a point where we are able to fix so many of these problems. I, I tend to fall into that camp. Like my friend Johnny Pemberton, he's not so much, and we always get in arguments over this, because he's like, no, it's just going to fucking... It, it just... The society's like on the brink of collapse. It's going to collapse. Fuck your technology. Uh, motherboards are made of fucking petroleum products it doesn't matter like so there's not enough time even if we started producing solar panels now based on the yeah, amount but his his version of it is based on the, the peak oil version yes right? that's the peak oil story and his version is also based on it's it's sort of discounting the impact of the exponential growth of technology that eventually someone will come up with a way to convert it i mean they've had They've got bacteria now that eats plastic. You know, I mean, they've got yes. they, can, they can turn water into hydrogen, and and use it for fuel. There's a lot of crazy shit that's going on right now. You can't totally completely discount that. Well, I think this uh, simulation theory stuff that I know you guys probably talk about on the show a lot, and I endlessly think about endlessly. Um, I I think that uh, if if these scientists continue with their research, which they're trying to do. The guy, the, uh, uh, the the guy at the University of Maryland, that theoretical physicist. If they try, if they can prove that we're inside a simulator, then uh, just from understanding that, the kind of shit that you could theoretically do if this is a simulation that's running some kind of like weird um, reproduction of the past, if that's really happening, then time travel becomes uh, super feasible. I, I definitely have been thinking lately more and more that that is what the case is. Because just like ridiculous things like you saying the Pokemon thing the other day, Joe, the last podcast, that was creepy to me. Like I can't stop thinking about that. Yeah, why did I come up with Pokemon and he had a Pokemon outfit that he just happened to have and then he walks in the room with it on? It's just like, We've never talked about Pokemon before. Me never. 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 But I reached in the back of my head, I pull out Pokemon. That was fucking weird. See, that's simulation shit. Could, this is definitely, well, our lives are very strange. Very, very, yeah. very strange. You know, Ari and I were talking about it last night. You know, we were talking about Ari's life now. Ari and I went to play pool after I did the Laugh Factory last night. And uh, we were just talking about how Ari's life has just transformed over the last two years. He went from being a guy who couldn't get booked anywhere to a guy that is living a dream. Everywhere he goes, he's got packed houses. Yeah. They're all coming out to see him. He's selling out like the DC Improv on a Saturday night, selling out big shows. Wow. They, they go crazy when he goes on stage. And it's like all of a sudden the world changed and went from sucky yeah. to awesome. Yeah. And it's like he just reached some new level of the computer game. And now the entire world that he see, his world literally is a different world. Yes. Like someone who's unsuccessful, someone who's unfulfilled, someone who's trying to accomplish something but keeps meeting with, with, with failure. When, when that happens over a, a long period of time, you can develop like a deep despair in yep. the way you view the world. And that's where Ari was just a couple of years ago. And now all of a sudden, he's in this super happy world. 
Everywhere he goes, people are happy to see him. He's got a big smile on his face. He's fun to hang yeah. around with. He's joking around a lot. Yeah. He's super positive. And he's traveling to all these places and having the time of his life. It's like his world is a different... The world is a different place now. Yeah. it's it, Well, it, this is why I love the fucking multiverse theory. I love the idea that we exist in a place where every single possible event is happening at once. Everything mm-hmm. that could happen is happening it's all happening in one great eternal burst of happeningness and that you can shift yourself from different nodes of where you are now to more desirable nodes of the multiverse to places that you want to be and that's what goals are you know goals is goal having a goal is a form of uh visualizing the specific node of the multiverse that you would like to be existing in and the contrast between that place and where we currently are. And it's like a grappling hook that you're throwing through infinity and it lands at this place that you can visualize and then you kind of pull yourself to that place through action Are you action talking about nodes over there? Nodes, dude. Like the things that you put in the, the front of the lawn? Like the... The Not gnomes, dude. <laughs> nodes. Gnomes. What's a node? Stop. It's a node. You're gonna have to read before you get into this conversation. <laughs> I don't know what nodes are. Well, you have to go Google that, dude. dude I wish I was talking about gnomes. No, go ahead. Continue. So anyway, so the idea is like these fucking movements through the multiverse as you move towards what you want to become. Uh, I feel like a, a a symptom that you're moving towards this new universe that's possible for everyone is that synchronicities start happening. In the same way that like when you're in a boat, you can see ripples in the water. And when you begin to really focus and move towards a place that you want to be, regardless of whatever the fuck that place is, if you really start working and going in that direction, that's when the juju starts happening. Weird coincidences, strange fucking moments that you consider like, man, the probability of that happening is so incredibly fucking low. There's no way that that could happen. And it's quite often absurd. It's novelty. It's like what you're just talking about. Fucking Pokemon. Brian coming out in a Pokemon outfit. This isn't like Tesla having a vision for the fucking, for alternating current. It's just absurd and silly, but Mm -hmm. it still fills you with a momentary sense of novelty. This kind of like, wow. This place is pretty fucking cool. I feel like that happens the more I'm tuned into life correctly. And the multiverse theory, as I've understood it, is also based on, well, one of the operating theories is that every decision that you make, every direction that you go, and every choice that you make literally opens up a completely new universe. Yes. It's, like, it's almost like we're cavemen learning like a language, but the government or somebody already knows the language. Like we're like learning how to be like, oh, we can make I words. don't think they do. I think it's a massive mystery to all involved. I think the government understands that they have a certain amount of power and they don't want to let it go, which is what typically all corrupt people do once they get into a position of control. Yeah. It takes a massive amount of control over your ego to be in a position of power and still be moral and ethical and kind and loving to be in a position of ultimate control like if you were in the cia or that you ran the nsa or something like that to to be there and have compassion for all of brotherhood and all of all of mankind it's really hard to do it's really hard it's way easier to be a corrupt cunt and just sort of control shit sure but it, it, it it is possible it is possible. If it's possible for any one person to be moral and ethical and loving and kind 
and still be a powerful person and still be a, a strong and accomplished person. It is possible to be that. So it's possible to run a government that's like that too. It's just they have to understand what uh, a massive position they're in instead of thinking, well, this is what makes life easier. This is what makes our job easier. This is what makes it easier to clamp down on terror. Instead of looking at it that way, if they just looked at it like literally in what is best for mankind. Yes, that's it, man. It can be done. Totally. It can be done. And I think that even thinking along those lines helps to change the world. Like, it sounds like totally hokey, but I think that having this conversation and knowing this conversation is going to easily reach a million people, several million people probably over the course of, you know, the next few months. Yeah. This conversation is going to enter, uh, it's, it's going to be data that enters into certain people's minds. And that's the kind of thoughts that we need. We need, uh, we need an understanding that, yes, government is important. Yes, police are important because people are imperfect. And they need also to be protected from themselves. They need to be stopped when they try to drunk drive. Yeah. They need to, you know, be... They, we need someone who can protect people from people that are bullies and people that fuck up and, sure. and get their, let their emotions take control of themselves. We absolutely need that. But we also need a very strong moral backbone to this country that we're completely missing and we need our eyes our mental eyes and our spiritual eyes moved in the direction of we need a philosophy yeah a story not just laws and also but there's also the the story of the government the narrative of the government the narrative of the news the narrative of like uh media that's giving out information is inevitably a terrible catastrophic narrative and it will always be whenever you turn on the fucking news it's a disaster and i'm not just talking fucking frankenstein Mm -hmm. i'm talking about oh god if you believe the news then you believe all pit bulls are evil you believe pit bulls have climbed out of some fucking volcano in hell and are just ravaging the world chewing the faces i've seen your citizens if you believe the fucking news you believe that there's you would have believed the africanized bees were coming communists are attacking al-qaeda's marching into our streets to destroy us satanists are molesting our fucking kids and that all politics is corrupt and evil and that the entire planet is on the verge of some ecological catastrophe well the real issue is that there's too many people there's 300 million people in this country alone you cannot concentrate in one hour on the on the news without getting an yes. insane amount of negative shit but, because but, you're dealing with individual right. acts over 300 million that's people. It. So this is a, exactly. So that's where they're there. That's where they are directing the consciousness and the attention of all of humanity uh, into these uh, basically anomalies. Um, and if you look at the amount of people right now and the small amount of catastrophe that's happening, comparing that compared to how many of us there are, it's a fucking miracle every day. Of course. It's incredible we've, we've talked about this a hundred times uh, that you know this is a way safer time than there's ever been in human history yeah but when you look at people like trying to pass laws to take away rights you would think that there's rioting in the streets and that the world is falling apart right so how do you what's how what is that connection like why is it that with this time where really like things have never been better for the human race why is there still this overwhelming need to crack down further and further on rights and liberties and control the population more and more north korea style why is that well, I mean, I think that you, I, it's a trite thing to say, but it's you follow the money. And so I think that if you look and, and see that 
you know, what is it, 48% of people in the prisons are it's drug-related offenses. If you see, like, the people who are making money off of these laws, I mean, God knows how much money the fucking TSA makes selling their crazy gear that they have, you know? That's a big fucking business, you know? So I think it's just some people tend to profit off of the mass perception that we are existing in a sort of hell dimension. And there's people who figured out a way to suckle at the those black, satanic, teats and extract money from it that they use for their own sense gratification their own selfishness and it's a tiny amount of people really yeah statistically speaking if you look at the greater number of human beings in this country 300 million people how many of them are sucking the blood out of the earth is it even a thousand you know is it is it even a thousand industrialists and bankers yeah. that are responsible for wielding that kind of power t- and how many of them are masons duncan uh, trussell they're all masons brother joe but here here but here's the thing man i i think that you know the stuff that we kind of hit upon when we have these conversations um i think that that kind of stuff is if people's eyes start turning in the direction of the idea as absurd and quixotic as it might sound, that you can, through a combination of discipline and visualization, create a positivity singularity in your life where you, your very being and everything around you can like, almost like being in an elevator going up a few floors into paradise, that can happen. Where suddenly you discard like a snake shedding its skin all the foulness of your, uh, of the, of the fear calcifications that have formed around your life in the form of bad relationships, shitty friends, uh, a negative outlook. You can like drop all that and suddenly experience some version of rebirth. You know, this is why the Christian idea of being born again is a beautiful notion. That's a crazy idea to play around with. The idea that you can renew and rejuvenate your life completely if you just let go of fear and turn your fucking eyes away from the ghost story that these hell buzzards are are spoon feeding us so that they can sell droids and fucking fords and if you start turning away from that and putting your focus on this idea it's not you're not always going to be perfect i mean you're not going to be suddenly in the garden of the people who need to change their idea are the people that are actually doing that not the people that are like buying into it it's way more important to have the people that are in control change their idea so how the fuck do you get to the lizards well the, to get to the fucking lizards man i think that what would have to happen would be a uh kind a, a exponential shift in the uh uh, consciousness and the predilections of the majority of people on earth so that people start you know playing around with some some of this fucking awesome information that's floating out there and see if you can make yourself happy so that's where it's there's a possibility of technology aiding in the evolution because if there comes a technology that allows data to be distributed probably wireless probably point to point inside something that's in, installed in a person's body like some sort of a chip that's installed in your body yeah. and there'll be some sort of a wireless data network that's like an internet for human beings communicating yeah. with each other and you're going to be able to access the ones and zeros that make up your own fucking personality too and people are going to have yelp scores like you're going to meet someone you'll see like two stars over their head you're like oh look at this asshole what a dick. yeah they're going to be just like <laughs> it's just going to be like rating restaurants on yelp you'll meet someone and as you look at them it'll cursor over them and you'll see stars 
<laughs> and you can't resist that. You're gonna, you're gonna have to go through with that. Yes. And when when that does happen, then all the people in government are gonna be like, "Fuck! I have zero stars. Like I'm a cunt." Yeah. And they're gonna be forced to recognize that. All the people around them are gonna be forced to look at them. And when the soldiers look at the the generals and all these uh, shitheads that are running the army, and they see zero stars over their head, and they realize how fucked up they are as human beings. Remember, Joe, it's the like is currencies. Remember Facebook book likes long time ago we talked about likes currencies remember when we said that likes and facebook's uh was going to be a currency in the future yeah it could very well be but i think it'll definitely be a way to um to like look at a person and get a read on who they are before you ever start i mean a person is directly i mean who you are is directly related to how other people feel about you when you're around you know that that is a big part of who you are as a human is how you interact with the rest of the species well, if there was like a rating system, like a Yelp for people like that, that you just saw when you met someone, people would try oh so much fucking harder to be nicer. You know, right. they would try so much harder to fit in, and they would feel the repercussions of having that zero stars over their head. Man, when people are cunts, if you really consider why people are cunts, my theory on it is that they don't understand how important they are. They think they're not important. Usually when someone's being a cunt... It's easy to be a cunt. But but it's because you're not... This is something... It's easy gr- to lash out. When Hancock came on my podcast, he uh, talked about ayahuasca and slurping ayahuasca and how one of the effects was that it made you experience the way you made people throughout your life feel. You know, like they talk about the life review when you go into the light and yeah. that shit. It's like... They say that I've heard, I've talked to people who've like died and come back, and they say it's not that you like watch a video of your life, it's that you literally see the f- way that you made the people around you feel. You mm. feel that, you right. feel the way you made the people around you feel. And I think that most people who are dicks, they don't think they're important enough to induce any kind of feeling in the people around them. They don't even think that they're important enough to make someone feel like shit necessarily. I don't agree with that at all. I don't think that's what's going on at all. I think they're just unhappy and they lash out. I think that's what being a dick is. It's a, a projection thing. They are trying to hurt people's feelings for sure. When someone's being an asshole, they want to have a reaction just to, to let them know that they're important. I don't think that it's not that they don't feel like they're important. I think their ego's out of control, which is just the opposite of not feeling that they're important. Their importance is more important than anything else in the world. That's why they're willing to lash out at people. You know, man, I, I, like, I don't want to think that way. Because I like, but it's an ego issue. I like to, what I like. Here's what I like to think. Speaking like the node of the multiverse, I want to exist in. I want to exist in this node of the multiverse where underneath all that, all the ego calcifications and all the shitty lashing out thing is just a super sweet person that happens to have been just walked out of some briny swamp that consists of their family, their job, their life, their past, whatever it is, and they're still dripping with some of the oozing stagnation of being born in a, in a bad incarnation, and the way that that's manifesting is the form of their shitty activities. But underneath that fucking thing, like a mask, is just a person who like had to run through a stinky swamp and needs you know needs to shower off well how are they mutually exclusive because that's exactly what i'm saying the the person who lashes out they're angry you know the person who, who lashes out they're trying to hurt people's feelings it's not that they don't think they're worthwhile it's that their ego is protecting them from their environment because they've grown up in a hostile place well okay well, i'll make it obvious concession 100 percent of a hundred percent of people, certainly there is some percentage that probably has some like thinks they're fucking important. And God knows you run into people who are puffed God, up all day. You do, yeah. But quite often, man, I think that that 
that puffed up thing underneath it, they don't really think they're fucking. Im- I'm saying some people definitely think mm-hmm. they're important, but they don't really believe they're important. Yeah. They don't really think they're worth something. They don't really think that they're they, they're they're part of uh, a web of life that that has value. They just feel like they're fucking worthless shit bags, and 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 so they put on a show. See, I think that what's going on primarily with people is that when you see people that are acting illogically and you see people that are just angry with road rage, there's not a lot of consideration going on at all. And I think most of what they're operating on is momentum. So they're not really even thinking about whether they're worthwhile or not worthwhile. They're, they're, they're about ego. They're about reacting. They're about anger and frustration. And they're about selfishness. And when you, when you live a life, especially when you have a job that just sucks the fucking blood out of your body, literally sucks the inspiration out of your soul, you want to be selfish when you're done. I think that's a, a, a big part of road rage, a big part of people yelling. You don't even want to give someone a few seconds to get in front of you with the car. You want to honk your horn and give them the finger because they made you wait a second or two. I mean, well, you're having seat. You're having an ego issue. It's a seizure. You're having these kind of seizures, and the way they're coming out is in you being a dick. Yeah. But you're just—it's like a muscle spasms. It's, but it's all a fucking result of this kind of like, you know, unfortunate whatever the fucking thing that your past has has happened in your past. You're programming it. So, so it's like this. I I just love this fucking idea that. This is called unconditional positive regard. Have you ever heard this term before? Unconditional positive regard. So it's this idea that if you can manifest around people a state of unconditional positive regard, it doesn't matter what, how they're acting okay. without judging them. Just the sense, yeah, a lot of us came into this fucking dimension and are freaking the fuck out. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are rightfully freaking the fuck out. Some of us, maybe we sh- we're freaking out when we shouldn't be. But if someone's freaking out, they're freaking the fuck out. Okay. So the way to handle that is to manifest something called unconditional positive regard. This is a psychological theory. And so there was like, I can't remember the therapist's name. But, you know, they would take kids who were like about to go to juvie or whatever from schools and they would bring these kids to meet with them because he's a therapist. And these kids have been meeting with therapists their whole lives because they're fuck ups. And so their um, their uh, their uh, experience has always been one of being in offices where someone's trying to change them, turn them into something different, make them feel bad for the way they are, hammer some kind of ethical system into their brain, whatever. So this guy started doing this thing where he'd let the kids come into his office and he'd just sit there with them. There's like crayons, shit they can draw on. They would do their crazy shit, their little act outs and freak outs. But the whole time he was just trying to like be a person with them who wasn't judging them, who wasn't looking down on them and thinking of them as monsters. And so the effect of this, these, this shit that he did, it's a whole, th- I wish I could remember the name of it. It's a whole goddamn type of therapy, but the end of result is these kids, their grades started improving. They started to become better people because they were in the presence of someone who was actively trying to like appreciate them as human beings. Well, of course. Look, we, we can all agree that the number one problem with the society is the way human beings are raised. Human beings are raised by idiots raised in a a really uncomfortable way where they never develop, they never truly develop character, never truly develop like a a philosophy or a point of view that, that aids them in life. How many people go through life like perfectly and 
perfectly programmed. How many people go go through life with a really positive experience of growing up? Very few. That's a real, the real issue because then those people become adults. They raise their own children, and they try to correct as much as possible. But, you know, who knows how much of them has been fucked because of their childhood, and, and, it, and it continues on and on. What I was saying, even when we're talking about the people that run the world, you know, that we need a philosophy for how human beings interact with each other, a code that's never broken, an agreement between all others. And that, that, that to me, is the most important thing that the human, human race can establish. There is a way you can be successful while having all those things, and that's what people don't understand. There's a lot of people that think that, well, you got to do what you got to do to make it in this world. Yeah. No, you don't. That's not true. That's not necessary. There's a lot of businesses that act totally, completely ethically. You know, um, there's a lot of businesses that get by without fucking people over. Sure. You just do it the right way. Life can move in the right direction, and we can still have success and prosperity. It is a hundred percent fucking possible. And the idea that the two things are mutually exclusive is a fucking dirty lie that's been told to you by crooks. Yeah. And the world right now is run by those crooks. They, they are running the world. When you see all these different bills that are being passed that are slowly eroding the rights of American citizens and, and slowly taking away your liberties and slowly making it easier for them to spy on you, that is not someone looking out for your best interest. It just isn't. They aren't looking out for the human race as a whole. They just aren't. That's not the right way to approach it. That is the way a shithead approaches it. And so it becomes very obvious that we need to overhaul the system that, that our country operates under, that the world operates under. Because right now it's operating under a shithead dictator system. Right. And they don't need to be that way. That's the real issue. The real issue is they don't need to be that way. They're, they're that way because they're incompetent. They're that way because they're unhappy. And you can't run the world like a cunt and still be a happy person. You're, just, you're not going to have as much benefit even in your own life. And our problem is we don't look at the world. We don't look at our life. We don't look at our existence as, you know, what is the most important thing? Well, the, the abundance of happiness, love. You know, pro- no, no, no. We look at it for, as money. We look at it as money is yeah. the number one most important thing. And the most, more of that you can accumulate, the more you're correct. Yeah. That's something that has to shift. Money is just simply a part of a good equation. And really, the money that you need to be happy is enough money so that you don't have to think about money. It's That's an it. ironic thing. You, you want enough money so that you can eat and have a roof over your head and be able to in, enjoy the comforts of home, a nice couch, and nor, normal shit. That, that is really the money that you need in this, this life to, to have happiness. Health. Yeah. And money to support health, money to support nutrition, money to support shelter. And once you have that, that is everything. That is where real happiness comes from. Yeah. And if you don't have that, but yet you have millions and millions of dollars, you're sick. You've missed the point. Yeah. You've missed the most important part of the equation. The most important part of the equation is companionship, friendship, love, happiness, safety, shelter, community. All of those things first, yeah. then more money. I mean, if you really can become some Richard Branson baller who seems to have good karma and yet has a spaceship, yeah. you know, I mean, you have more power to you. Yeah. The guy seems to have sure. good karma and yet still has these amazing things. But more important than anything is the first aspect of it. So when you see someone who's fucking completely miserable and they're rich as shit and they're evil as fuck, that's a huge disaster. That's yeah. just a huge imbalance and a huge fuck up for them. 
Like they don't understand you got to give up some of that to achieve happiness and peace and love and friendship and community. And it's still possible. Have you ever heard the term the higher taste? Have you ever heard that term before? No. So the idea is that there's a connection. Take those glasses off. You're freaking me out. <laughs> Come on. Let me wear them, man. They're my Waco glasses. There, there, there's the idea that you can um, connect. Now, a lot of people don't like the word God, so get rid of that fucking word. But okay. there's the idea that you can connect with a kind of infinite flow of energy. This is the shit that Tesla talked about. This is the shit that a lot of people have come in contact with this fucking thing. And they have a lot of different words for this fucking thing. But the idea is that once you begin to connect with that thing or even flirt with the connection to that thing and figure out ways to like really establish that, when you begin to feel what that feels like, that sense of connection, that sense of being in the flow, being in harmony, that thing, you can't buy that feeling. There's no way money's ever going to buy that feeling. And it's a feeling that makes any kind of, it makes everything else just seem like icing on the cake. And I think a lot of these people have just simply gotten disconnected. They're like a garden hose with a kink in it. They're not getting like an energetic flow. They're eating plastic and have this kind of existential nutritional deficiency that manifests in the form of an outbreak of cuntiness. And it's like, it's mostly just because they haven't made that big fucking connection, the connection people make through psychedelics, the connection people make yeah. through chanting. I really don't think that you can become a fully developed, developed human being unless you have some some a series of events in your life, more than one, that, that break down your vision of the world and provide you with deeper insight. It doesn't have to be psychedelics. It could be all sorts of different life experiences. Sure. It could be traveling. It could be meditation. It could be deep consideration for the world and yeah. a, a constant constant overview and a, a constant audit of your thoughts and the way you know you interact with people and your happiness and where it comes from. I think all of that, all of those are possibilities. Those are all, there's different ways to achieve the same effect. But, until, yes. but unless you do have those things, you're going to be a child. You're going to die an old child. Yep. You're really never going to understand that you, you've been tricked by your own ego. You've been tricked by your own ego, first of all, into thinking that this is somehow or another permanent. It is unquestionably a temporary experience. You got to enjoy the shit out of it. You got to have as much fun as you can while it's going on. But you better be treating it like what it is because it's fucking temporary. Yeah. And you're leaving behind a wake and a ripple of shit that yeah. is going to go from, from you on to your ancestors and your shitty kids that you've raised yeah. and, and all the other different people that you've impacted in your life. You've created a horrible ripple of shit because you're imbalanced. Right. Yeah. But they don't have to be. They don't have to be. That's the thing. If all these fucking, you know, these guys that are in secret societies and skull and bones and shit, if they all just dropped the bullshit, stopped being pussies, and took mushrooms, the whole picture would change immediately. Yep. You would have, look at, and folks, this is not, you know, I'm not making this up. Look at John Hopkins University studies on psilocybin use and what would happen to people with one psilocybin experience over the course of a couple of years, their yep. personalities change for the better. These pussies, they need to stop dressing up like fucking 
eyes wide shut and boning each other in the ass and videotaping it and holding <laughs> each other hostage with the, the information. Instead of doing it that way, they need to get together and do some fucking mushrooms. But, man, it's, it's, it's such an important thing to make this connection however you do it. McKenna was really into mushrooms because it was an expeditious way to do it, and he, had, he was a believer in 2012 and the idea of some kind of uh, eschatological event that was going to wipe us all out, so we got to move quick. Uh, Ram Dass is well, like... He, he actually didn't believe that. His, his idea was ultimate novelty but, but he seemed to be in a rush his, his thing was like you're not going to get people to like you're this this transformation in society you're talking about he maybe fairly recognized that like let's make this shit happen fast and the fastest way to do it would be to get everyone or as many people as possible to experience the psychedelic state and bring that into the world through our action well no he he he, he didn't really believe in the end of the world for 2012 that's what i'm saying he thought it was going to be a, a time machine he thought it was going to be some some moment of ultimate novelty that it was going to be a technological thing he right right i yeah i guess when i say the end of the world i mean like his idea was more of a positive end of the world scenario but still a apocalypse lifting of the veil transformation of the old ways into some complete like, complete moment of novelty and like he was into like the reason i'm just trying to get to the point that he liked to like he placed mushrooms over meditation where there's other yeah. people who say, um, you know, the problem with the psychedelic experience is that it gets you there and it gets you there quick, but you got to come back out of that. Mm -hmm. And the idea is to like, how can we be in that state of consciousness? Not like yeah, the walls are melting, but in that state of connectivity all the time. Well, we know a lot of people that have had uh, a, a series of these psychedelic experiences, and they're still like really selfish. Exactly. You know, we know this one guy who's very angry, who's had a lot of uh, mushroom experiences. I mean, a ton. Writes books on it. He's an angry motherfucker. Yeah. Does, the ex contrary to the vision of the the plant itself, the fungus itself. Right. So, because it's a teacher, it's just like any other teacher. Right. You it's could class. ignore it, and also if you if you've got some weird social issues and psychological issues, you can start having grandiose ideas based on psychedelic experiences. Like I've, I've talked to people that had psychedelic experiences and believed that like there's a whole team of uh, beings out there that are looking out for them and that helping them succeed. And I'm like succeed for what? Like what is what's the end goal? Like what are you talking about? Like right. you, you really believe that? It's like they've chosen to like look at only a fraction of the information that's being displayed succeed see this is that's brilliant dude because that's the thing is like with meditation uh sometimes i'll go into meditation with a point like i'm trying to get something i'm trying to do something i'm trying to get like my mind wants there to be a result like you know some kind of like metaphysical tricep development or something through meditation because we've been taught to, to be completely a result-oriented, to live a result-oriented life. And the paradox of meditation is the idea is like, no, 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 you don't get anything out of this. This isn't the, it's entering into a mind state where you're no longer constantly in the pursuit of the future. You're no longer always chasing whatever the thing is that you think is the moment in the future. You are uh, 
coming into where you are at this very moment, wherever the fuck you happen to be, you know? If fucking lotion all over your dick because you just jerked off to porn or fucking with beer cans all over your fucking house or wherever you are, you get into that moment and become that thing. And the paradox of being fully in that thing is that your situations and conditions will begin to transform because that's where the real like healing starts happening. The real transformation doesn't start with a fucking uh, beating yourself up. It starts with a sense of like, all right, hold on, okay, uh, entry into this dimension created a form of weird amnesia. I apparently have developed the fucking personality of a supreme cunt. I've got some weird fucking hangover that came from my incarnation in this dimension. I'm going to shake off this hangover, and the way I'm going to shake it off is by fully understanding where I'm at right now. It's a paradox, man. It's something that's like a really strange thing, because to get to a place where you aren't such a cunt and where you aren't trapped, you need to first understand that w- what your prison cell is like. Isn't it fascinating when you see like these Wall Street guys, like I read about another one the other day, who's uh, realized that his fund had lost hundreds of millions of dollars, and so he committed suicide? Yes! Exactly, dude. It's just like full strange numbers. Yeah. These abstract numbers that are part of this game. Yeah. And he realized that the game was over. Wife, kids, the Tragic. whole deal. Children. He had children. Tra- did, did, you see, did you see the fucking guy who burned his house down and took a cyanide pill in court? Did you see that video? Yes. Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. dude. He's yeah. like, fucking, that's it, man. He's, he pressed reset because he's going to jail. But well, like, he was going to jail for a long time. So he decided to take that cyanide pill right in front of everybody. Fuck yeah, man. Cyanide, dude. Fucking, I looked up how that shit kills you. It's goddamn crazy, yeah, dude. He, he just sat there. He yeah. took the pill and just sat there. He started snoring. Yeah. <laughs> and then his body just started giving up. And then he collapsed. They're like, call, call, call hospital. Call 911. Yeah. He's down. And he just down. Was moaning. And- <laughs> Because this is the problem, man. This is like fucking, you know, it's so funny how the Bible's rife with like really great information, but if you take it literally, it's retarded. But the Bible's always like, the God of the Bible's always against false idols and is always saying, you know, don't worship false idols. If you worship false idols, you're fucked. And people like that, you know, they started this crazy worship of uh, bullshit. And the end result is you end up in a pretty fucking crappy uh, uh, extinction event. So how does this all play out? Because this is all just assuming that the world is real. Now, we're, we're assuming that the world is some sort of a computer simulation. And by the way, this keeps coming to me. Even Brittany Palmer sent me a, a tweet the other day about computer simulation code. Very bright girl, by the way, even though she's a ring card girl. It's fucking badass. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. There's a, ring card girl, a ring card girl. There's a ring card girl that's into simulation theory. Brittany Palmer's a badass bitch. Jesus. Very cool chick. That's Jesus. She's the incarnation <laughs> yeah. of Jesus. Yeah, her, uh, her uh, boyfriend's into it, too, apparently, because he sent, right. sent a link to me for downhill. me to read. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, the boyfriend? The boyfriend. Yeah, suddenly, yeah, like really a, my handsome just... fella, handsome, very <laughs> successful. You're fucked. You're not getting in there, kid. Uh, but um, the uh, the that idea though, the um, simulation theory is going around the world. A lot of people are looking at it. And one of the reasons, one of the rig, the, the real big ones that sort of catapulted it was when uh, this guy, Doctor Gates. Uh, has found hidden error correction codes hidden in the equations of uh, supersymmetry. It's, it's really, really hard to wrap your head around, but in his words, um, they had found the presence of codes in the equations of physics. 
not that they were trying to compute something. And the way he describes it says it's a little bit like doing biology, where if you studied an animal, you'd eventually run into its DNA. And that's essentially what's happened to us. These codes that we found, they're like the DNA that sits inside of the equations that we study. So, yeah, do we live in the matrix? Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, it's a blast. I mean, the reason it's fucking cool is because it's a... Um, it's a, a new ver it's a new version of a very old idea that's being told using the current uh state of the art uh language that we have today but this idea of the universe being a computer simulation the uh, maya as they call it in india which means illusion this is a very old fucking idea well john um john wheeler john archibald wheeler was an american theoretical physicist who was largely responsible according to uh the the the, bio the biograph um, the biography on him, largely responsible for reviving interest in general rel relativity in the United States after World War II. And one of the things that Dr. Gates had said was that he thought that Wheeler was crazy. And he believes that this experience, you know, studying this computer code and, and finding out that there's code in supersymmetry, he says that if you study physics long enough, you might become crazy. And that, like, literally, if you delve deep into the heart of matter, yes. if you really get to the nitty-gritty of what life really is, it's undeniable that it's some sort of a code. It's right. undeniable that it is some sort of, I wouldn't say it's a computer simulation, because the term simulation, like, I joke around about the fact that I believe that human beings are living in some video game in the future, and that we really look yes. like the aliens, and that that's... Yeah. But what I really think might be going on is that the the reality as it as it stands has many more elements to it than just things you can hit and knock on with your knuckles things you could beat with a hammer or throw sure. water on i think there's a lot more than the solid physical matter of the universe that we're not totally taking into consideration and i always bring up the idea of the imagination that we look at the imagination as when i was a kid you know oh he's got such a vivid imagination because i would lie about shit you know make <laughs> draw pictures and make up things yeah. but what the imagination really is is this this hail of ideas in your mind that if followed through manifest physical things in this reality so it's not simply just this airy fairy woo woo thing that's like this non important intangible aspect of life no it's the creator of everything yeah. it's the root behind the creation of every That's single it. physical thing from nuclear power plants to guns to fucking yeah. cat clocks all that shit is created by the imagination. It's a piece of all of that shit. It's a laboratory. It's an alchemical laboratory that exists in your mind. And that's one aspect. And another aspect is the exact vibration you put out there. The love that you put out there. The friendship that you put yeah. out there. The, the happiness that you bring to people. You know, look, we, we're experiencing it in a form with this whole podcast network thing because all of us together, you know, having podcasts, all of us together pushing this happy, positive, you know, sort of a vibe out there and then having all these happy, positive people come to the shows and experiencing a direct result of this creating this way of thinking where people are coming up to us on a daily fucking basis. Last night at the Laugh Factory, a, a bunch of dudes came up to me and said the same thing you're changing my life you changed my life changed the way i look at things changed the way I've, i'm like happier now i was going through a bad breakup i was fat i lost weight i got healthy it's all the same thought re re 
re-repeating itself over and yeah. over and over again. And that thought is that you're putting out a positive thing and positive results are yeah. being accumulated because of, of this transmission. That's right, man. And earlier you were talking about this being technologically enhanced. Well, it is technologically enhanced. This you, is it. This is it. You're using a technological amplifier to blast positive energy out into the world, and it's exponentially increasing the positivity that just starts in this room with a couple of microphones. And that creates big fucking shifts. And not just positive energy, but a, a positive philosophy that you can use. You can actually apply and get direct results. It will inspire you and you can apply it. Also a philosophy that is being, is open source in the sense that the people you're blasting it out to, at least my experience has been some of these people email you shit you've never heard before, yeah. books you've never heard before, and then that gets added to it, applied to it, and woven into this fucking awesome thing, which is essentially just like a internet salon. It's a kind of salon in the old idea of what it was, which is where a group of people would get together and talk about philosophy. Well, it's where the, what Twitter comes into play is the, the ability to exchange links in the short form where you're going to read them people send me emails jesus christ some of you crazy fucks crazy. that send me these 17 page emails on your whole life story oh, yeah no one's reading that <laughs> you can't okay? read those. stop it <laughs> stop fuck? being fucking crazy but if you send me some shit about like self-healing concrete yes that if, gets if, if, did you read that the yeah, it's amazing. Self-healing concrete. Piss, Go piss, dude. So there's some shit called self-repairing bio-concrete that's made out of bacteria. I mean, it is like every day it's getting weirder and weirder and weirder. And it just does not seem to be ending, man. And it's all going on while we're not even paying attention. While you're just doing your everyday thing. They're, they're constantly coming up with new crazier and crazier shit. And this stuff is called, it's bacterial spores that are added to the concrete mix, and they're activated by water. And this experimental concrete, it patches up cracks by itself. I mean, this is fucking bananas, man. It it's going to start growing feelings in the future. Yeah. Like, it's going to be like we can't drive on the road because it hurts it. Well, wouldn't it be crazy if your house became like something you could talk to? Hey, I'm home. How Hi, are you? Joe. And you like touch the walls Ooh, and it's like happy to Joe. see you and shit. I mean, that doesn't seem outside the realm of possibility. Go into the attic once in a while and let the house know what's his boss. Yeah, fuck its, <laughs> fuck its attic, fuck its brain in the attic. Well, when you, when you stop and think about it, like if we do come up with smart computers, what if one of the things that we do is make your whole house like a living network? That'd be crazy. Yeah, like you come home and your house like literally like it, it feeds off of your positive feelings. Like your house is like, is it cold enough for you? Is it warm enough for you? Would you like the lights on? And you go, can you turn on channel 20? Yeah. 20 ding dong home shopping network you know you could do whatever the fuck you want through through communicating with your house it, you tell it when to turn the lights on tell it when to turn the lights on that's all coming your house is going to be like one giant computer you're not even going to reach for the faucet you're going to say turn the hot water on and then if you had like an asian fetish you'd buy like an asian themed type looking house or if you liked it you know like right. western girl or and southern girls you have like a ranch yeah your house could be like really like a muted right. japanese lady that's super polite and shy yeah hi 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 
Yeah, you could <laughs> your your house could talk to you. I mean, it could have a voice. Do you remember when you? <laughs> it's a true story. Brian uh, Brian was dating this chick, and she uh, got jealous of his navigation system because it was a hot girl's voice. Yeah, <laughs> she made me change it to a guy, so I choose the British guy. But then I acted I was like I was gay for him every time he talked to me. Isn't that hilarious that someone could actually be jealous of the navigation system's voice? That's when you know you got a rock solid relationship. <laughs> When your chick, when your chick is upset at the navigation system, who's this fucking hard telling us where to go? That's where the dance. Turn left here. Like ew, I hate this girl's voice. Ew. This fake computer. What was even better? It was like a Tom Tom, and with Tom Toms you can uh, download like celebrity voices. Right. So I started dating like, like it was like Cameron Diaz or something like that. But it was you can weird. do that. Yeah, you could do Yoda. And like, oh, did you guys hear about fucking Star Wars getting bought by Disney? Disney. Yes, yeah. that's ridiculous. What do you, you think? That's good or bad? Um. Well, look. Let's be honest. The last Star Wars movies sucked a fat one. Yeah, they all sucked. They sucked. And Ari was saying that you know we're just in denial that if you go back and try to watch Star Wars, it sucked too. And I say it didn't suck because it only sucks today if you compare it to the movies of today. Right. But if you go back to the when Star Wars was released, it was groundbreaking, man. There's no denying. It's like saying that if you go back and listen to Lenny Bruce, you won't laugh. It doesn't you, matter. It's still like super groundbreaking. Have you seen the video of the pre-voiceover Darth Vader? No. The guy who did Darth Vader's voice before Morgan Freeman did it? I'm your no. father. It's fucking awesome. It wasn't Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Not Morgan Freeman. Um, fuck. Wow, that's racist. The other guy. No, the it is black guy. They both have awesome voices. Yeah, who was it? The guy who did... Uh, no. He was in um, Thulsa Doom in Conan, too. What the fuck's his name? Really? The guy... Does black those guy commercials. Does a lot of commercials. Uh-oh. Yeah. What the fuck's his name? Earl Jones. Earl James, Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, but if you go back and watch those Star Wars movies, like there was a couple of good ones. They were decent. They were great for the time, but the new ones are fucking terrible, man. They're just terrible. <laughs> they are shit, it's like dude. George Lucas no. like lost his connection. <laughs> it's 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 really it's sad. Sucks. It's like the guy needs to do squats and run some hill squats. Squats is not going to make Star Wars he's better. Got a, he's got like no life to him. We it's got like a there's no up. passion there. There's no fire. There's no, there's no, there's no real threat. It's just yeah. all just mush. It's just mushy, mush stupidity. I just hope like they don't have like Jar Jar Banks. Like Disney's like, oh, no, we're going to reinvent Jar Jar. He's going to be a vampire this time. Yeah, and he's going to have a sexy kid. Jar Jar Banks, like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that's like the, just take, like taking that? an Ewok and just removing everything that's good about it and adding more stupidity. And, and what's yeah. even creepier is when they changed it. Like they just re-released uh, all the Star Wars on Blu-ray, and I guess they did all these things like making the Ewoks blink now because they didn't used to blink. I guess. I don't remember, ah. but uh, but like now that's even creepier because now you know that's <laughs> fake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know that they fixed fixed that. Did you see the Dark Crystal? Yes, yes. fucking love, love that shit, uh, it's man. One of my favorite movies. Yeah, good movie. And Great that's movie. that's another movie. I bet Ari would say like, yeah, you watch it now, it sucks. I'm like, no, it's no like still you remember it as a child. You grew up with that movie. That's like a classic. There's a lot of good movies that are still good. I think these movies, man. I don't keep meaning to go back to this hippie shit, but I guess I will for the rest of my life. But I swear, man, I think these movies all came because people were taking acid and mushrooms oh, and yeah. like tripping out and like and and really going for it. I think that's what those movies came from is that is a is, is a psychedelic uh bringing something back from the psychedelic universe and then using art as the kind of clothes that you drape around this like 
um, hyperdimensional form. I think that's the fucking job, man. You go out into that place and you try to bring back the crazy shit that you catch there. It's like hunting trips into like um, alternate dimensions. But instead of catching animals, you're catching thoughts and you're bringing them back. And then you're trying to bring them to life by putting them in some form, pouring them into the mold of your music, your movie, your book, whatever yeah. the thing is. Like what um, Alex Gray does, for example. Yeah. Yeah, he really does that. He's better than anybody of capturing that dimension and bringing it back to reality. Yeah. He's what a beautiful guy that guy is too. Like hanging out with him was so intense. He's just so he's so crackling with like positivity and love and no matter what I was shit on, he would find a way to like look at the bright side of it. Ah, that's <laughs> I, cool. I was shitting all of the fat people at Disneyland on scooters and he's like talking about how great it is that Disneyland is like ho- homeless except or uh, you know, uh accessible for wheelchair. I love people for, like that, yeah. dude. Those people are the best. Yeah. This guy Ragu Ragu Marcus, who I have on my podcast, who's like uh, helps run the Love Server Member Foundation, which is Ram Dass's foundation. Like he has, a, they have a podcast now called Mind Rolling, and it's him and his friend. And these guys, man, they're so fucking cool. And I was on the podcast, and we were talking about I'd work myself up into a real hippie lather over fucking like. Uh, people did dying in war and the drones i was really mad and really spewing like i was coming from anger and it's like these are people they're kill we're killing and like the way they dealt with that blast of negativity was super cool because it wasn't like you shouldn't be negative it was like but hold on Think about how angry you are right now. Think about the mind state that you're in right now. Think about where you're at right now. You have now created a fucking um, uh, division. You are no longer in a state of unit of consciousness. You've now cut the unit. You've parsed the universe, and you have done the exact same thing that causes war to happen. The exact same thing that causes conflict is this. the way that the mind tends to create the good guys, the bad guys, uh, uh, the, the evil forces and the good forces. Right now we've got Al-Qaeda. used to be the communists. Before it was the fucking communists. It used to be the fucking uh, British. Before it was, you know what I mean? There's always a, an in, or the Nazis. Right. There's always you know? that paradigm. Right. There's always that setup of the enemy and the good and the bad. And, and the, the paradox the of that game is that you inevitably continue the very fucking thing that you so dreadfully want to stop mm-hmm. and um that's the problem and right you could in creating that conflict and attacking you automatically create a war and you automatically it. give someone something to fight for and these people like alex fucking gray or ragu marcus or ramdas that's what they they're they, re-diverting it and making things always positive they're trying th- and yeah. that's alchemy man yeah. it's amazing but, by the way there's no comedy in that you got to be able to shit on fat people oh on you do that's true <laughs> You still need to see that South Park, Joe. That was Which all one? about that. Scooters? Yeah, yeah I do. Well, There's about a thousand South Parks I really need to see still. But, dude, you know I, what? I need to start a... Load up your iPhone, you know? Yeah, I need. what I need to do is uh, just like next trip I go on, just blow the iPad up with like all the best episodes. That's is there crazy. a greatest hits That's of South Park? Yeah, there is. But the the best ones is just like, uh, just you could download like the season and like, the last five even. I've know? just forced myself recently to start watching stand-ups, like watching comedy again. And, the, you know... 
there's a lot of bad stand-up out there, man. But I, I rarely watch comedy these days. Like, on television, I don't watch sitcoms. I rarely watch... That's why I don't watch South Park. It's like, I love South Park. But when I'm alone, I, I don't go to comedy. I almost always go to, like, science. I almost always sure. go to Discovery Channel yeah. shit or, you know, weird things about volcanoes or oceans or, you know, any biology-type shit. And then retard stuff like you know like my my comedy yeah my comedy isn't like Bigfoot or Swamp People that's my new show Swamp People have you seen that yeah dude you got to watch Swamp People these are the folks who hunt crocodiles yeah alligators and you can't hunt crocodiles in America we're trying to revive them Duncan because it's important to bring Mm. the most ruthless and fucking aggressive lizard bring them back to a healthy breeding population so we have to worry about release them downtown in downtown LA a dog just got snatched off a bridge in Miami. Six foot off the water, this fucking crocodile jumps up and grabs a dog and pulls it into water for a death roll. Mm. Fucking dog, a Labrador, I think. That sucks. Might have made up the Those name death rolls dog. suck. That video of the guy who puts his hand in the alligator's oh, mouth. Did you see that? Of yes. course you've seen that. Probably Cal- a million crocodile. times. Crocodile. Say crocodile. Those are crocodiles. Alligator. Is it? I don't know. Crocodiles are much more aggressive. What's the difference? They're bigger, more aggressive, more dangerous. They're, they're, it's like the difference between a poodle and a pit bull. You know what's cool, though, man? The good thing? It's, it's interesting how not all animals learn to swarm. Like, only bees swarm. Like, mm-hmm. alligators and crocodiles, they'll, like, if you throw meat into where they're at, they'll eat it. But there's, there's not, like, organized swarms of alligators. That would change the fucking well, they game. Would, no, they would if they're hungry. If they're hungry and something goes in the water, like when a wildebeest or an antelope gets jacked, they all rip it apart. Yeah, but they, they're not like wolves. They don't hunt. They can't, like, they don't stalk animals. There's not, like... They have a way better setup. They hold their breath for hours. Underwater, in muddy water, they just stay put. And then they explode out of nowhere when you have to come and drink because there's only one water hole. Like, crocodiles are way better than wolves. Oh, please. They're in Africa. They're in Africa where there's a fucking million animals and they all have to come to this water hole. This, pro- this is the end of our friendship. 28-foot-long dinosaurs that haven't changed in over 200 million years are waiting, holding their breath for hours. Mm. Oh, and by the way, they don't have to eat for a year. Sorry, man. Wolves, Wolves are better are than bitches. alligators. I mean, fuck! Wolf hat man, on. how dare you, Duncan man? Has, <laughs> Duncan has a wolf hat on. I just realized I'm wearing a wolf hat. <laughs> Defending wolves. Next topic, please. <laughs> I didn't realize that was happening. A wolf spirit hat. <laughs> I'm sticking up for the wolves, man. That's right. We got to protect him, bro. Oh, Brian, pull up the video of uh, a wolf uh, killing, wolves killing a coyote. Put on your wig, Duncan. It's pretty fun. The wig doesn't work that good. Isn't it funny that like there's a certain amount of shit you could wear like in your daily life that they'll allow you to wear like that's a costume outside of being dressed up for Halloween? Like you can wear a toupee. Yes. That is not your fucking hair, but you can wear a toupee. Sure. But you can't wear a fake mustache. Nope. Wolves what? (laughs) If you wear a big (laughs) fake mustache to try to go through security, they'll go, sir. You take the mustache off, please. <laughs> You're like, no, 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 no. I am. Uh, I'm really insecure about my lack of a mustache. <laughs> I used to have a mustache, but my hair fell out of my upper lip, so now I have a, a toupee mustache. That is weird. You got to take your hat off when you go through TSA, but you don't have to take off your toupee. What if you? Had, yeah. What if you had a Merkin, and uh, they were like, "There's something showing up in your crotch." You're like, yeah, nothing. It's nothing. You're like, uh, what's going on? Can you please uh, unzip your pants? You have this giant Jufro down your crotch because you've just always been really insecure about not having any pubic hair so you just glued just this patch of fucking doom 
and everything is bone dry. Your balls are bone dry. Your dick's bone dry. Not a hair on your dick. I have like stray hairs that are growing out halfway up my dick every now and then. I gotta pluck them out. Oh, you pluck them? Pluck them, rip them Ew. right out. Ow, of fucking fuck roots. That. Out of the roots. My my pubes are ridiculous. If I let them grow, it's a fucking jungle down there. Plucking. But some dudes they don't have that, so they just they have a merkin. And you go through security. Do you think they let you keep that merkin? No, you gotta strip it. There's probably a bucket of them. It's probably a dog that will snatch it off. Bite you, bite your cock if you don't pull that merkin off. You could have a bomb under that. I've merkin. never even heard the term merkin. <laughs> merkin sweat, you ever taste it? What's it's, a merkin? I think um, it's like a fake pubic hair beard. It's a fake for, bush, but for what reason? No, hold on. It's Joe, because a lot of I thought girls, you were awake making that up. There's no such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. There there, is. There's two yeah. things. Like if you get like, a lot of girls get no. their shit lasered yeah. off, yeah. so they they want once in a while they want to have you know like. A bush, and then they also have like like strippers or like chicks that want to. There's wanna, no muff yeah, wigs. But that's not that's not it's when like it was piercing. invented. It it's, was invented a long yeah. time ago. It was to combat uh, pubic lice. Yeah, oh. the people uh, they're originally worn by prostitutes after shaving their ten- genitalia. They're now used as decorative items in erotic devices or in films. Yeah, it was in the 1450s. Jesus, there were, it was. Um, they uh, women shaved their hair and they wore a merkin in the 1400s to uh, combat pubic lice, and prostitutes would wear them to cover up signs of disease such as syphilis. <laughs> so they have a big fucking wig over their syphilis. Hey, if your fucking prostitute is wearing a pussy wig, you should be suspicious. <laughs> do you did you do you think people went raw dog with prostitutes back then? Like yeah. went raw dog. It's like a bathroom sure. rug. You know, after a while, she if she has an old merkin on. It's like a bathroom rug. It's just all fucking Ugh. mildew and. In Hollywood filmmaking, merkins are worn by actors and actresses to prevent inadvertent exposure of the genitalia during nude or semi-nude scenes. Uh. If a merkin were not worn, it would be necessary to restrict the shot to exclude the genital area. Dude, have you ever heard of the way they shoot sex scenes, how they bring the boyfriends in? Have we already talked about this? Oh, and the guy watches. The guy watches. Yeah, so, what like, if is you're that about, doesn't man. that isn't that suck? Listen, you can't have someone have a fake sex scene with someone that's hot. They're gonna get hard. Fuck They're gonna no. want. I, I had a friend who did a fake sex scene in some terrible movie, and the girl goes, "You can fuck me if you want." The girl actually said that. He's like, "I don't think I can." <laughs> he didn't know what to say, but he's on top of her, like fake thrusting into her asshole with his flaccid penis. Can you like, fucking imagine being yeah. like someone's husband and sitting and watching them get fucked by Bruce Willis in oh, some s- dark room? S- fuck Bruce Willis. How about like Bruce Willis? Yeah, I don't know. How about like The Rock? Looper was great. The, the Rock, Rock is just like yeah. giant tattooed chest is sweating into your wife's mouth as he's fake pumping her <laughs> with her legs over her head fucking her in a way you could never possibly do with your lithe frame and your jogger's body <laughs> big giant fucking Samoan tribal tattoos on his roided up chest and he's just pumping his giant semi hard cock on the outside of your wife's pussy and you know deep inside she's just slippery and gliding and she's all she wished she would just shove it in I don't care who's watching and you're sitting there um is this over have you got enough takes of this is this is this are we done here are we done here plus the side enough what if it was Louis Anderson 
I'm going to get that your wife's pussy, and you have to watch somebody gross, you know, or yeah, that, big or fucking job of the John Lovitz, sloppy dude eating a fucking hot dog while he bones your wife. <laughs> the sideways <laughs> glances. He's got to pick your his gut up like a an underhook, like a deep like a chimp. Remember those chimps in a buckets where they would have that? Uh, that would be like how their paws would connect. You would play yeah. that game with the plastic chimps. Well, he's got to take his hand in sort of that position to just suck up the gut Ugh. and pull it up so he's short, semi-hard penis can even get inside your woman. And the stink wafting out of that flap is like a homeless yeah. dude just took off his boot. Just like... <laughs> just, like just a combination of the L.A. River after a flood, <laughs> yeah. the shit rolling in water and fucking... What, what is it? What, what is uh, wa- tepid water? No, what is it water when it's... Uh, stagnant? Stagnant. Stagnant water and shit and old loads old loads in there just old briny old fucking loads and his cum comes out like snot when you have the flu uh, just yellow uh, <laughs> you know how yeah. you blow your nose when you have the sure. flu and it comes out all sure. yellow and f- that's how his loads look it's like the death sneeze of someone with malaria it's, it's like, like your last sneeze inside of a boston cream donut that uh, yellow custard oh fuck <laughs> Uh, yeah, Except sound. it's not as smooth and delicious looking. Yeah, a little congealed. A little uh, cottage cheesy. And it burns. And it burns, yeah. It stings. <laughs> and it stings your eyes, too. You have to run to the bathroom, and if you get it on your eyes, you'll start crying. It smells oniony. Uh, it's like fumes coming uh, up from an old onion. <laughs> uh, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and I didn't tell him this because his breath was so bad. I literally thought he shit himself. <laughs> And I didn't know how to, I just decided I was too high to, to, uh, to break it down. And he was sober. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't talk to you. And he, it's so true. Like, people who have shitty breath want to tell you these fucking long, stupid stories. And he wanted to tell me this long story. And it was just like, like prisoners had been farting in his mouth. It was just like, like he had held his mouth open. And every fucking prisoner in cell block D just Jesus farted in his mouth. Christ. It was so bad. I literally thought he shit his pants. It was horrible. It's not me, is it? No, it's not you. I would tell you. All right. no, it, was, it, was it is weird, civilian, isn't it? Civilian. But it is weird how, how like bad breath is almost like a demonic force that possesses people and compels them to tell the longest, most boring stories. It is weird how people with bad breath want to tell you fucking stories. What is, it's a strange thing. But the, it's weird how people... I want people to tell me about my bad breath if i have bad breath please tell me because i know i have it especially if i do like a long show you know like you, you do a, a show yeah. and you're talking for an hour and a half yeah. your breath must be gross yeah you're not drinking any i mean you drink like a little water here and there but you're not like refreshing your mouth it's like oh, blah, 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 blah. stomach acids blah, 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 blah. it's probably disgusting tell me but I wouldn't tell him. You know why? Cause some people can handle it. And some people get all butthurt. Remember when you went through that brief phase where you were like, I'm not wearing deodorant. It's the smell of a man. And you were going Terrible. everywhere sticky. What I the fuck so was bad. so bad Well, I thought that, uh, first so of all, gross. deodorant, um, I thought it was bad for you. And it is bad. But I decided that if you get cancer from deodorant, you're a fucking pussy. That's what I think. Right. That's how I feel. Uh, I, yeah, I stopped wearing deodorant for a little while. I just washed myself. But I'm, I'm, way too, just, I'm too, way too funky. Yeah. And I eat too much meat, man. I'm too much of a predator. So I you smell my armpits. So, like, like yeah. yeah, man. Do you think? Do you, do you think that like? That's why deer run from you, by the way. Do you think if you only like if you lived on some kind of like forest saint diet and you only ate like 
You would smell different, yeah. Honey and fucking flowers, and you mm-hmm. were, you know, like, you think you'd stop stinking? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, part of what you're smelling is, like, uric acid and all sorts of different shit that comes through your pores. It comes directly as a result. A lot of the smells come directly as a result of eating meat. In fact, um, that's one of the things that deer freak out about. When, when deer are, then they catch you in their nose and they run away. That, that's like when they, they run away the quickest. When we were hunting, when the wind would come off of you and go towards the deer, they would, yeah. and they would go, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Right. There was no mistake in their mind that you were a predator. Right. You smell like a meat eater. Yeah. That's a, I think there's a, there's a, there's a smell. Like, uh, vegans have a very different smell than, than people who eat a lot of meat. If you eat like a lot of steak and burgers and shit, you definitely develop a different smell. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, 100%, man. You know your 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 shit smells different. Jesus Christ! When I when I drink nothing but kale shakes for a couple of days, my shit doesn't smell bad at all. It goes right through me. It smells like pineapples, and, and, and I flush this giant green pineapple <laughs> smoothie out of my ass. But it doesn't yeah. smell bad at all. Right. You're uh, when you're eating a lot of meat, man. You're breaking down a lot of shit. Look, man. I'll tell you the recipe for some pretty awful dumps if you want to know out there. <laughs> Yeah, fucking. I got mine too. Oi. We should share it. <laughs> Let's make a cookbook. This is a poop book. Booze is important. <laughs> oysters. oysters, oysters, oysters. Will oysters? Think about what that is. Oysters are like the phlegm of the ocean. It's like they're just like these already mucusy things. Like oysters destroy destroy me. I can't do it anymore. Starbucks destroys me. One of these coffees. Every time I'm like halfway through it, I just have to run. To it's the a bathroom. colon cleaner. Yeah. yeah, I have to go again. I think the col- the no. There's nothing like. The the kale shake though for cleaning the colon out. Kale shakes are ridiculous. Have, like you you can't even hold it in. Have you ever gotten a colonic? No. Hold. It, heard it's awesome though. I've, but got, I've also I've heard gotten that it's one. not good for you. I've heard conflicting things. Penn I've heard Teller. it's good for you. It's not good. For, what did Penn and Teller say? They said it's bullshit. Mm. See, the problem with Penn and Teller is Penn and Teller also said that yoga is bullshit. Yoga is not bullshit. There, yoga gets you high. Okay, and the only reason why anybody would say that yoga is bullshit is because they're out of shape and they're not in we tune need to with get their body. On this podcast, they're, yeah, they're not in shape, they're not in tune with their body, and they don't understand that you are releasing tension and you're creating a different state of consciousness when you do yoga. Yoga so, definitely gets you high. There's no question about it. And anybody who says it doesn't, you're you're too out of shape to appreciate it. That's all it is. I've I've had like real legitimate like life changing experiences after yoga where yeah. I've really sat down and, and you know when I say life changing I mean like in degrees left right forward you know like there's like certain times where I've had experiences in my life that were literally life changing because I sat down and that extra inspiration that I got from that moment that extra positivity yeah. that extra clarity that I got moved me in a percentage of a point in one Hell direction yeah. and it's almost always towards the good. I've had that from yoga. No question about it. And it's not just because I chose to have it. It's also because those techniques of all that stretching and all those those all those things release tension from the body. And you the way your body carries around tension is it, it directly affects the way your mind works. Directly. Fuck directly yeah. affects how you interact with people. Like tr- true yoga people, the real yoga people, are fascinating to be around, man. 
they're really cool and calm and there was this dude from south africa i used to take yoga with he was so real man he was the real deal man. yeah there's a lot of those fake yoga guys that try to like fuck chicks and you know they try to like be fake spiritual and they sing like indian songs you know that they memorize just to fucking impress people with their 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 hindu street cred you know what i mean you know that kind of oh, fake sure thing? i've seen them giving massages at raves yeah <laughs> yeah they're yeah exactly with their dirty birkenstocks yeah on and you know saying namaste get out of here bitch don't you namaste me you son of a bitch because the people I know who, what you're up to the people who really practice that shit man they don't they're they don't act like that at all there's at all. none yeah. of it's there it's, it's a whole different fucking animal to the point where it can be shocking because you kind of expect people to be a certain way mm -hmm. this is a funny thing this is like one of the a fun thought experiment you can do is right now maybe you don't but right now in a lot of people's minds they already have this idea of what an enlightened person should act like mm-hmm you already have that idea. Here's what they might be like. Your mind will try to create an idea of what enlightenment looks like. And that idea is always wrong. It's never like that at all. This is that saying, when you meet the, if you meet the Buddha on the road, kill him. That's the idea, which is like anything in your mind that's kind of defining the way you think an advanced person should be creates a real big problem uh, because you'll start pretending to be that way you know you start putting on a costume or a show but yeah most of those folks you run into are the real deal man they just like they're just totally in the fucking moment it's they'll, just they'll go with anything it's really hard to be the real deal the real deal the real in the, the real world no the world oh, how do you say world world World. No, you just don't say that. World. It's the best thing in the world. 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 He doesn't say world. He says world. World. W-R-O-L-D. World. World. There you go. White Castle's awesome. It's the, the best place in the, shut the world. Fuck up. <laughs> Please shut the fuck up. He's changed from uh, supporting the Olive, Olive Garden. Garden. Now he's changed to White Castle. Well, well. <laughs> it, it is fucking good. Yeah. If you're really drunk, it's delicious. It's great. Dr it's but biscuits it? for drunk people. In the, people. In the, it's in the gray meat. In the future, I'm going to uh. make my own White Castle. But it's going to be Red Castle for Los Angeles. That's what we name. need is Fuddruckers to back us up. And you get those fucking ostrich burgers. You ever get a raw or rare, rather, ostrich burger at Fuddruckers? No. Oh, goddamn, son. That shit is good. We could have that Red Castle guy. Ostriches are cunts too. They're birds, and birds are dinosaurs, and all dinosaurs can go fuck themselves. <laughs> I'll eat the shit out of an logic. ostrich. Dude. I will eat the shit out of an ostrich. I will kamora an ostrich's neck and kill it, and 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 eat the shit out of it. When I was living in Asheville, <laughs> their necks are perfect for strangling. When I was living, <laughs> that's what I, I bet was... you can't even guillotine them though. I bet no, their necks just go fucking, right with it. I bet those. I bet they can peck the <clears> fuck out of you. I peck your peck dick it, while you're trying to guillotine. Peck a concussion into your head. <laughs> I. I used to be so poor when I was living in Asheville that I would go to Fuddruckers and order a bun and just like eat the lettuce <laughs> and the tomatoes and the onions from the fucking Dude, hamburger bar. Dude, and you had bar. cheese, you had everything. You could make a cheap yeah. cheese sandwich out of relish and yeah, pickles. Yeah, just make and a stuff. shitty salad with bread. <laughs> yeah, incredible. Asheville, North Carolina is one of the last great spots on earth. Yeah, it's pretty I almost great. didn't want to tell people about it. When we got back, when we were wandering and walking around on the streets. I was like, this is one of those places where you could walk around the streets. And it's small. It's a small town. But it had all these bars. You can walk from bar to bar. And people were friendly. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, Duncan, this is a crazy place. We're in like one of the last great places on earth. Yep. 
Asheville, North Carolina is one of the last great places on earth. We walked to a kava bar, okay? There's bars everywhere and nice people and... Yeah, sure, there was a few drum circles, and there's a few fucking hippies sitting on the ground on the sidewalk. There's a little of that. Uh, I'm going to just fucking say this, and f- I know, forgive me for saying it, but drum circles are fun. If you, <laughs> you know, like, just fucking go to one. It's fun. You get to bang on a drum. It's fun. It's, like, awesome. They never smell good, though. No. No one's ever accused a drum circle of smelling great. But they're fucking fun. They're fun. Do you like the uh, smell of sage? No. It's the worst smell ever, right? I don't like that smell. It's horrible. Yeah, sage smells good when you're walking through it, when you're outside. But you can't escape it. It's horrible. When it's on fire, That's when they burn sage oh. to like, the spirits and shit. When I was a kid, my mom burned sage in my room because she thought I'd summoned a demon. Well, in you there. know, salvia is sage. Salvia yeah. divinorum is sage. That's why I thought it smelled like salvia yeah. the other day. Yeah, when like, you're, it smells like, it's like flashbacks. Salvia, I don't know if that sage is psychoactive. Hmm, I should find out, because if it's, it's true, you could just find sage and smoke it. Yeah, I went sage. to the Day of the Dead at the Hollywood so. Forever Cemetery. When was that? Uh, Friday, and it was the worst experience ever. It was so crowded. There was one point you couldn't move any direction. Uh. I just wanted to cry and run. But Are you ever doing any more comedy shows there, you think? Or? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I'm so busy right now, I don't have time to do it. That shit was always fun. Yeah, sage is salvia. Isn't that crazy? No wonder I was having flashbacks. One horrible. of the several genera commonly, how do you say? G-E-N-E-R-A. What is that? Gen- genre? Genres. But is, is that? Genel. No. Genel? Genera? Gen- it's some it has something to do with genetics. Term. Yeah, it's a body term. Several genera, whatever, commonly referred to as sage. Let's, let's look, fucking give our, our listeners the answer. What is Look it up in the dictionary. I love that. Highlight it. Look it up in the dictionary. Genus. There. That's right. I thought it was that. A principal taxonomic category that ranks above species and below family. Hmm. And is denoted by a capitalized Latin name for E.G. Leo. Okay. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the uh, types of, of sage. That's what salvia divinorum is. It's one of the several different kinds of sage. Huh. So I don't know how much of that shit that you walk into when you're wandering through the woods. It's, you know, step over sage brush. I wonder how much of that you light on fire and see Jesus. Probably not Probably. much. I bet a lot of it, you know? I bet, I, bet, I bet it's pretty common. Let's see how common is salvia in the wild. Let's look up that. Is that Target? Yeah, you can get it at Target. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. They sell salvia at fucking salvia Target? Salvia plants? Absolutely. Yeah. Go to Target.com and check it out. You know what else they sell? They sell fucking peyote. Ooh. What? Yeah, they sell the fucking cactus, man. San Pedro cactus. You can buy it at any Home Depot. You take that San Pedro cactus and make fucking peyote. Allegedly. Uh, no, yes, you can. <laughs> Wait, You could Sam- also take the fucking morning glory seeds and smash them up and, and cook them and, and make a, a very potent psychoactive that drug that's similar to LSD. LSA, I believe, is what it's yeah. called. As a matter of fact, they've actually taken steps to make the seeds uh, non-psychoactive. They, like, poison these fucking seeds. They make it so it's like, it will upset your stomach. Yeah, yeah. Hawaiian rosewood, too. That's another one. Nutmeg, that's another one. Datura. Devil's gypsum seed, that's another one. A huge spool, spoon of cinnamon is supposed to make you trip. Yeah, in some parts of the world, particularly in northern Mexico and southwestern United States, like we, we, live, we live, bitches, salvia divinorum grows wild. It's 
fucking wild out here, man. That's nuts. It's wild right here. Wild boys, wild boys. Wild boys. I don't like salvia. You don't? I do not like I that I won't buzz. do it anymore. Why? What's the matter? What? That buzz? You, you can't handle it? It's, yeah, I guess. If you want to say it like that, I just don't like the feeling. It's like, it's like, it's a, it's not a great high. It's not an exci- It's a dirty high. It's a feels dirty like, high. It feels like it does damage, too. It just doesn't work. <laughs> It's just after you get done doing it, you're sweating your ass off. Like your body goes from like like zero to a hundred. Your heartbeat's going so bad, you're just drenched in sweat. You have that dirty like fucking like my brain feels fucked up feeling, and it's just a gross feeling, like almost like a like a sinus hangover or something. Mainly this is sweat. it's a drug that was a sh- it's a shamanic drug. It's mm-hmm. like it's like more in the line of like I, I don't know, but I've read that like ibogaine is not a pleasant high. It's like it's meant to be used as a kind of in um, accordance with like a shaman or someone who knows what they're doing to like create some spiritual effect. It's not meant so that you can fucking pass out in front of Mario Brothers in your trailer. Like you know, it's not it's not the way people use it now is they get. You know, they fucking smoke this shit with the Xbox playing in the background and like, you know, a baby sleeping in the other room. It's I don't think it's that kind of drug. It's not one of the pleasant drugs. Like there are psychedelics that if you take low doses, definitely can be social lubricants and can be fun for partying, but Salvia doesn't feel like that at all. Yeah, well people that take it that make videos of them taking it, they certainly support that. Yeah. Those videos of people like Brian has a few of them out there, and the one with Ari freaking out, yeah. where they, they Ari did it in front of him, and Ari did it, and this Ari has one of my favorite stories of Salvia. Ari did it and lived another life for months. He made friends, he had relationships, he lived life in this artificial world for months, and then was snapped back to reality when it when it sobered up. And he said he'll never forget it. He said it was it was really weird listening to him describe it. He's like I had a whole another life for months. I did it with Bobby Lee, and he said he felt like he was on a pirate ship covered in spiders. <laughs> hey, hey, Brian, you know I I don't think you're supposed to let these lasers hit you in the eyeball. Huh? These are club lasers, so they're okay. They're, they're okay. The club when you go blind the club, it's fine. There's pussy there. Yeah, yeah. They they are okay though. Yeah, they yeah. They're the for nightclubs and stuff like that. Oh, okay. What happens if they hit your eyeballs? Nothing. Nothing. Mm-mm. You know, I, I read this thing um, where they said that you're supposed to not wear sunglasses and that you should allow a certain amount of sunlight to hit your eyes because there's essential nutrients, nutrients, nutrients that you get from sunlight, just like you get nutrients from sunlight and vitamin D. And also you get nutrients that help your vision. I never wear sunglasses. I'm wearing them now just for Halloween, but I never wear them to the point where I think I probably fuck my eyes up a little bit from not wearing them. Well, they say if you go to like skiing or something, you know, like snow yeah. blindness. Callan knows a guy who went snow blind. Literally, he went blind. He went, uh, he climbed K2, and uh, the snow was so bright, he didn't have sunglasses on. He was uh, only there for one day. One of his eyes went blind. That That's sucks. That sucks. I yeah. got yeah, I got sunburn on my eyeball because it rained. I was in Myrtle Beach and it rained on the uh, table, and the table was glass. And then I hung out and drank on the table uh, for a few hours. And the reflection off the water on the glass table, I guess, like like magnified the the rays or whatever. And for three days, I couldn't see. Like I couldn't oh. open my eyes. My eyes were watering and Jesus. burning. I, I just had to sit there and like close my eyes at Myrtle Beach for three days. If you Jesus. had to pick a sense. To lose, I wouldn't. Let's not do this. What would it be? I don't like to do that. Honey Boo Boo's mom or Honey Boo Boo? Yeah, I like Honey Boo Boo's mom because she's probably probably can't get pregnant anymore. You you would pick Honey Boo Boo's mom over being able to see? 
No, I'm not talking about you. No, it's Honey Boo Boo's mom or Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> yeah, that's the question. It's like, we're not going to play. You don't want to play that, that game? No, stupid. It's negative. <laughs> negative. Like it a is. lot of people go blind. Loss. Just talk, start talking about loss. What would you rather do? Lose your feet or lose your dick? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> stupid. There's other things to think that about. An- by the way, that's an easy answer. Yeah, it is easy. Okay, because they make fake feet, but fake dicks don't feel shit. Yeah. <laughs> right? Is that what it is? Namaste. 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 I just enjoyed some amazing vegan salad. Namaste. Namaste. Duncan Trussell, why are you wearing a wolf hat? This fucking hat? <laughs> yeah, why are you wearing a hat? You have to ask why I'm wearing wolf, the most amazing hat spirit. on earth. Where'd you get it? I got it in fucking Nevada City, Northern California, where like the very, like uh, with the Emerald Triangle. Mm. One of my friends got a, a, a legal uh, marijuana mm. farm up there. There's no such thing federally. Eh, whatever. Fuck As a matter them. of fact, uh, I'm going to have to stop smoking marijuana because I want to pursue uh, my uh, hunting obsession, my new hunting obsession. So I'm going to quit pot. If you guys were both single, would you fuck this girl? Uh, who wouldn't? Okay, because that's a lady boy. <laughs> <laughs> what a trap! You asshole! That was like the easiest trap to set up all time. That's not a girl. That's a lie. <laughs> Thank God I had to think about it for a second. I would have to listen to her talk. I'd probably be able to smell her and know. I'd probably be able to smell her and know that she was a boy. Brody just recently on a podcast came out and saying that he went to uh, overseas for a movie, Bangkok, and... Uh, Tested out a lady boy. What do you think? He's, he's so he's now thinks he's ten percent gay. He, he doesn't want to pursue that. He, he just wanted to see if he was or not. What like, what did, what happened in the? How did he? What did? did how did they fuck? What happened? Uh, was he on top? No, I guess it was just maybe a blowjob. Oh boy! Wow. You know you can get gonorrhea from mouth contact. Three hundred thousand cases of gonorrhea in two thousand. Well, every. Did you year, recently apparently. get gonorrhea? No, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I'm just saying, don't let dudes who dress up like girls and give out blowjobs suck your dick because their mouth ain't too picky. That's what I'm trying to say. You should do public service announcements. Everyone now who buys a gun must fill out the ATF form 4473, which asks, are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance. Right. Well, that's that's an amazing question. First of all, because you can you can answer no, I am not because I'm not an unlawful user because I'm a medical marijuana user in the state of California where I had a doctor's prescription for it. So no, that's done all lot, but it's not true federally. And then it's to say, are you addicted to marijuana or any depressant stimulant? What about coffee? Like they could, like legally, they could bring you to jail if you drink yes, coffee every day. That's right. This is how stupid this law is. Narcotic drug or any other controlled substance. Yes. That's fascinating, man. Oh, you're an unlawful user of. And what does that mean? A user of in the past tense or user of currently? Because like currently, I'm not doing anything. I'm not, sm- I'm not doing anything right now. So I could say, I could write down that report, no. Because currently, I'm not. Right. But, like, when, what does that mean, like, user? Like, how does that fit into your lifestyle? Like, do, do, you, do you have, like, pr- every day you have to smoke a joint? Just, like, every day you have to take your fucking thyroid medication? No. Like, what kind of a weird-ass question is that? What kind of a weird, open-ended question is that? And that can keep you from having a gun. 
I just got my shit renewed yesterday. Look how stoned I was in my picture. You can't even see my eyes. (laughs) You look barbecued, son. Yeah, isn't that fascinating, man? Like, are you an unlawful user of or addicted to? First of all, the idea that you're addicted to marijuana, that's like saying, are you addicted to washing your hands? Because it's the same people that get addicted to marijuana are addicted to anything. You just come up with something. Isn't that an optimistic thing to put on your form? Because you're just naively assuming that anyone's going to answer that question honestly? No. What they're doing is they're making it so that anybody runs uh, who runs a medical marijuana plant can't arm themselves. All right. You, you, you know, if you have a fucking right. farm and you're growing medical marijuana and the government comes in to take you, they can also bust you for using having for having these guns sure. illegally right. and for lying on these federal forms, which is like, just like perjury. Ah, uh, these fucking goblins, man. It's the worst. It's, it's unbelievable the fucking worst. that passed through. You know, this, this, uh, sec- you know, the, the Second Amendment is a very important part of anybody who wants to hunt their own food, be able to protect themselves from criminals. Be able to, uh, you know, uh, pr- protect themselves from from predators. If you live in like a rural community, if you live like if you live in Montana and you're you're living out in the woods, like in that that show Mountain Men, these motherfuckers they need guns to shoot off bears. Yeah. They have bears that they need to shoot at. I mean, if you don't, the bear comes and eats you. I mean, to say that they can't have bears because they also have arthritis that medical marijuana cures. Look, here's the other fucking thing. By the way, fuck the reason, goddammit. Here's another fun fu- thing you can do. Shoot. Shooting guns is just fucking fun. It's fun to shoot bottles. It's fun to shoot targets. It's fun to shoot a, fu- a gun. It's just a blast. Like, there shouldn't, we should, the whole point is it's not about reason. It's like, you get to have a gun in this country if you want to have a fucking gun. It shouldn't be based on whether or not you smoke something that grows out of the ground. Meanwhile, you can have, like, Hunter S. Thompson had a fucking bar at his shooting range. A bar. Have you ever seen that? A full fucking bar with a butler. You can have that. Yeah. But you can't smoke pot and shoot? That's ridiculous. Yeah, you could be, you got a prescription for Oxycontin as long as it's legal. As long as it's legal, you don't have that problem. Any person, Bureau Assistant Director Arthur Herbert writes in the open letter to all gun sellers. Yes. Any person who uses or is addicted to marijuana, regardless of whether his or her state has passed legislation authorizing marijuana use for medicinal purposes, is prohibited by federal law from possessing firearms or ammunition. That shit makes me want to join the NRA. It really does. You should. The, I am going to. I think I am. I think the NRA was fucking dead right. I think they all this time that the NRA has been trying to stop the government from taking away gun rights, now I understand it. Now I get it. All this time I thought it was like, just, wow, these crazy gun nuts, they really want to have machine guns. Hey, they really want to have assault rifles. No, they just don't want to have these people telling you what you can and can't right. have. It's simple, man. It's a simple fucking right. It's obvious, too. The ATF, uh, or the National Rifle Association, isn't commenting on it. It says, the National Rifle Association, which, frequently, but, with, which frequency, frequently butts heads with the ATF, has not put out a statement on the letter, and a spokesperson there did not return calls for comment. A spokesman for Rocky Mountain Gun Owners was also silent. Well, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's really sad. It's, it's a really sad thing because that's just the pressure from the pharmaceutical companies that are trying to make sure that medical marijuana doesn't spill off into some sort of a, a decriminalization event nationwide. Yeah. And, you know, to stop it in its place, they've, they've, they, they start, it started out in Montana. 
And uh, the reason why it's in Montana is because if you've ever been to Montana, a huge percentage of the people in Montana hunt. When we were in Montana, um, everywhere we drove, people were, there was like signs that said, welcome hunters, like in bars and restaurants said, welcome hunters. There's a lot of fucking people hunting up there. And there's also a lot of people up there that like to get high. So they decided to kill the medical marijuana community there by making it so that if you are a legal registered mar- medical marijuana patient, you can't own a firearm. Oh, well. Fucking pigs. Un-fucking-believably Unbu- gross, man. It's really disgusting. It said, uh, Jeff Dorsher, a spokesperson, a spokesman for the U.S. Attorney's Office in Colorado, said the decision whether to prosecute someone would be made on a case-by-case basis. That's basically saying they have you by the balls. There don't appear to be any cases in Colorado where people have been prosecuted for illegally owning guns because they are medical marijuana patients. Because there's so many medical marijuana patients who have guns in Colorado. You, you've just made felons out of you know a million people, and that's not exaggeration. The medical marijuana community in Colorado is fucking amazing. Isn't it's it? Isn't it basically a slippery slope though? Like the moment you, uh, as a government, say that people can't consume a plant. That has you can't overdose on the moment you're making laws like that. Isn't it kind of a slippery slope where you can't expect there to be other logical laws following that? I mean, isn't the thing like of like what they're doing is obviously wrong, and that seems to be part of what they do. The federal government makes shitty laws that have no basis in actual reality and are just based on whatever their weird power agenda is it's that but i think it's also them uh, it's it's a death throw they're exposing their belly i think they're 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 showing how fucking stupid their system really is that they're actually they're they're creating a law that's going to make people angry and furious and the wrong people gun owners because gun over gun owners and hunters are some of the most organized motherfuckers you know it's really interesting how these um Fish and game departments are entirely funded. The conservation efforts are entirely funded by hunters. Hunters and hunting and gun owners are the ones who organize like one of the best run departments in the entire country is the the, the different states fish and game departments. They're incredibly efficient at managing game populations, at setting tag limits, at at, at managing the number of livestock or uh, wildlife rather wildlife stock like men and females and, and they do all these surveys and tests they're incredibly efficient because it's all based on people who actually care about the environment who actually go out and hunt these wild animals so you're going you're going you're going to get them against you you know and this is supposed to be the government this is supposed to be the people that are looking out for you there's no reason to pass this there's no fucking reason they're just making shit more complicated making government deeper creating more fucking problems creating more cunty scenarios where you're going to lock someone in jail because they like to smoke weed and they like to hunt. You dummies. Yeah, P.S. All this makes me want to do is get baked and go shoot a gun. All this makes me want to do is go to Canada. That's what it makes me want to do. It makes me want to run away from these stupid fucking laws. These are dumb. The idea that you could put yourself in jeopardy, that you could possibly get locked in a cage and not be able to see your family for an extended period of time because you did something that you wanted to do that didn't hurt anybody. It's fucking crazy. And believe me, if you were stoned and you had a gun, you'd be careful as fuck. Oh, my God. You'd be so goddamn paranoid. Sure. I think you would. You might be an idiot, though. You might just fucking, dude. 
just start shooting things. Man, but, when I, when I grew up around guns, nothing is n- like growing up around guns makes you so safe with guns. Like since I was like can remember, my dad like me because kids like little boys have fake guns, mm-hmm. and my dad would like even with the fake guns, he would like teach us like never point this mm-hmm. at somebody. Here's how you handle a weapon, mm-hmm. and then when then of course he would like taught us to shoot, and it was like the way. He, how strict and stern he was with weapons like i'll never forget that i'm mm-hmm. so fucking careful when i get around guns because he like raised me in the right way and that came from being only people who haven't been around guns are afraid of guns yeah you it's know? like when your kids find guns in your house and if your kids are raised and taught what a gun is and what's important and yeah. why it's dangerous they're going to be okay because they're 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 used to being around them anyway yeah you know but, what the how to put the safety on you know when the safety's off you know not to fucking point it at anyone you know not yourself. to have a bullet in the chamber yeah. you know all those things and also by the way if you've got fucking guns the responsible thing is you have a goddamn gun safe you yeah, put your period. fucking guns in a safe you don't leave them around yeah period yeah it's um it's it's really unfortunate when the government has to pass laws like this. They don't have to, but when they try to pass laws like this to further some other agenda. It's the 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 agenda against medical marijuana is what it is. It's that simple. It's trying to slow the medical marijuana movement, and so they involve guns. And I, I think it's a mistake. It's it's fucking disgusting. Did you see that editorial article CNN just put out on? Uh Legal, why we should legalize marijuana. Yes, I did see it. So cool. It's amazing. Well, meanwhile, it's still illegal. Meanwhile, people are getting arrested every 37 seconds. Is that the statistic? <laughs> yes, yes. 39, 37, 39. Jesus, man. Yeah, in this country, by the way. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Stupid. It's, it's, it's a waste of goddamn time, and it's become a business in and of itself. That's the real issue. The real issue is that it's become a fucking business. The business of arresting people and keeping people in jail, the business of closing down medical marijuana farms and catching Mexican drug runners living in the uh, Northern California mountains. Yeah. And they have uh, giant, like, wild fucking, these huge setups out there where they, they have the shit growing wild, you know. Yeah. With, the, the, you know, so brains up there constantly. You could just start planting it. Yeah. And then they, they harvest it all. But they have these dudes living up there in camps. They have, uh, they even have a god or a, a saint rather that they pray to the narco saint. Put on their fucking guns. Yeah, they have like pictures of this guy. What is the narco saint? He's got a name. Hold on, I'll find out what his fucking name is. Powerful Gugu. Gugu. Powerful Gugu. What the fuck was that? Jesus Malverde. <laughs> Sometimes known as the generous bandit, the angel of the poor, or the, the narco saint. The generous bandit. It's Robin Hood. Isn't that amazing? Do you know what Robin Hood was initially about? No. The king owned land. You couldn't hunt the king's land. Robin Hood would hunt the land and take the deer and, uh, and give it to the poor. That's what the robbing from the rich and feeding the poor was. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I thought it was about money. It started out with that. It started out with poaching. Poaching the king's deer. The king's motherfucking deer, man. The yeah. king's always got deer. Well, apparently the difference between the way wildlife is run in America and wildlife was run in the European world, and that was one of the things that made the United States so great when people came here from Europe, was that in Europe, uh, all land and hunting is all owned by royalty and rich people. Yeah. And so there's no private, there's no public hunting. It's all on private land. Whereas in America, the wildlife is all the the people's. Like even on 
public or even on private land, like say if you own private land, you still can't shoot everything that's on that land. You have to have like a tag for the deer. Right. You have to kill, you know, only a certain amount of them according sure. to how much population you have in the area. And that was uh, what was uh, so made like these Daniel Boone characters that came here from from uh, European background so happy that they could live this sort of uh, different life where they're running around just hunting whenever they wanted to and be able to provide for their family, which you couldn't do in, in Europe. You literally couldn't go out and, and hunt food unless you went to a private land preserve. It's still a lot of countries. I think Scotland is still like that. Can, uh, you can't just go there. You have to go to these private places. It's amazing, man. It's incredible the different things that powerful people will do. Cunt. Yeah. Fix the world, Duncan. You're, I'm working you're on the it, king. man. You're the king. Fix the world. How do you do it? How do I fix the world? Yes. Well, I mean, obviously, we start paying teachers the amount that we pay doctors, creating a competitive environment. Even so doctors are getting fucked over, man. Well, let's okay. So we pay teachers a fuckload of money, so to that it pay becomes what you pay actors. Yeah, that's it. Can you imagine that. That's it. And you have like Academy Awards for the best teachers, so teachers become the celebrities. Yeah. Fucking make it so that the it's the most competitive in industry to get in. So the people who become teachers are these fucking super genius, brilliant people who start really teaching kids about how incredible and beautiful the universe. Is, teach them about fucking Feynman. Teach them how to like uh, synthesize LSD. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! That's, you do that, man. That's terrorist behavior as labeled in the Patriot Act, what you just said. What? Teaching them about Feynman? No, the other part. Oh. <laughs> Well, fuck them, dude. <laughs> hey, everybody. Fuck them, dude. No, that's the problem, man. You fucking start with the kids. Get them educated. Get them re excited about life. Get them to understand that we exist in a beautiful, juicy, vibrant world and that your brain is an alchemical laboratory which can produce thoughts, which if you put those thoughts into action can transform your entire planet in the same way that the invention of electricity or the varieties of technologies that have come from the mind have shifted our planet it uh, completely and perhaps perpetually. You teach kids that. Your mind is a fucking, is the laboratory from which every single innovation that has affected your species has come. You share the same brain that Einstein had, Feynman had, Buddha had. You have that computer here's some here's different operating systems that you can decide on you teach them about yoga you teach them about health you get them fucking high when they're ready initiatory rituals you um bring them into a visceral experience of the beauty of life instead of putting them in little fucking boxes making them sit at uncomfortable seats and listen to underpaid angry people not all of them some teachers don't give a fuck and they're beautiful people but some of them are like not being treated with any kind of respect and the end result is they're 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 phoning it in you know and so that makes kids when they think about reading or books or math or any of it they just have this like the same reaction you have when you've gotten a tequila hangover and someone offers you tequila because you've been having this shit uh, pumped into you in the absolute wrong way we can't educate kids the way we make foie gras by fucking forcing shit down into their mouths until they're poisoned and sickened by it and hate it because it's coming from angry bitter people a lot of the times i can remember certain teachers i had man they were of course, fucking we all could. pissed yeah. angry shitheads and it made me hate the information okay but devil's advocate when you look at the the possibility of computer simulations and you look at the idea that life is some sort of computer program those people 
inspired you to not be like them. Those people inspired you with uh, energy and the motivation and will to to move past their paradigm and to see the error of their ways. And one of the best ways to see the error of someone's ways is to see someone who's just preaching bullshit, living a miserable life. You see it, and it's like it's it's almost more powerful sometimes than a positive image and a, a positive message. Some of the reason why I got motivated to do all the things that I did was because I, I was raised shitty. I'll tell you what's motivated me, dude. What's motivated me is running into some really great teachers in my life. You, my friend Emil Amos. This guy is a fucking amazing musician. He's a genius. Different, different college professors. The professor who convinced me to go to fucking India. Mm-hmm. Like, really brilliant people. I agree with that. You've done the same thing to me, as have all of my, uh, my, my friends. Yeah. But... but- I also think that the the people that have tried to stop me and the people that sure. have said shitty things to me, those those people just, they started a fire inside me that I don't know if would have been there if just if it was just a positive reaction. No. I think the yin and the yang is important. I so think. And I am certainly not, I, well, clearly, you're never going to get rid of this fucking, the, the negative element, but you can be with people who teach what you just said. What you just said, which is a kind of like Nietzschean idea that we need, that part of what we need is a thing to resist. We need a thing to rise above. We need a thing that we can get angry at that that motivates us. But that shit can be taught. You can teach that to kids. You can teach that to people. Like you can show people that. You can just bring people these philosophies that have been developed by super geniuses and let the kids pick. Let them decide. Mm-hmm. And you can do it coming from charismatics and coming from performers instead of coming from people who just want to get fucking home. So there's like there's positive ways to achieve results and there's negative ways to achieve positive results. And the negative reinforcement forces you to rebound and to to push away from that and thus create a positive result. But it's also possible to create that positive result with correct nurturing and a real philosophy for life. Yeah. A real positive philosophy. So it's it's almost like we are we're almost we're almost destined to follow a positive. We, we have several different options for achieving a positive result, including being raised badly, you know, including being raised yeah. by someone who doesn't care about you and forces you to be a much more loving and caring parent. You know, this, sto- this is a story I, this is going to really probably piss off a lot of the audience because it's a Jesus story. But I just read it. Somebody sent me this book of like monks writing essays on the Gospels. And there's this. And when you hear this at first, it's like, come on, that's so fucking stupid. But then when you think about it, it's kind of a cool idea. But there's this story like Christ is walking through the temple with his fucking disciples. And there's a blind man that he heals. And um, they ask him why was that man blind? Was Why was that man born blind? Is it because of his sins? or the, Now you have to understand this is coming from a primitive desert philosophy, sins and all that shit, but they're saying, is it because of his karma or is it because his parents' bad karma? They're asking like, what's the reason that this guy is fucked up? And the response is really brilliant. And the response was the guy, and if you take it literally, it's stupid, but the response was he was... He was born blind so that that miracle could be worked through him, so that novelty could come into the universe in the moment that he regained his sight. And I think that's a really beautiful fucking idea, which is that your situation, whatever your specific situation happens to be that is a negative, backed into a corner, dark fucking place, 
in one way, it's the most awful thing ever. But in another way, there is nothing more fucking beautiful. Like when you have a friend who's like a desperate, horrible fucking alcoholic, whose life has gone to shit, who's broke all the time and is almost dying, and you see him overcome that fucking addiction, and all of a sudden this guy, wherever he goes to anyone who's an alcoholic, is like a living representation of the fact that you don't have to live like that. That is fucking powerful. Mm -hmm. So your negative state, whether you're obese, whether you're a drunk, whether you're on heroin, whatever the fucking thing is that you happen to be in because of circumstance or whatever, that has the potential energy. You can convert that into a living teaching so that everyone around you can see that you mastered yourself and rose above the darkness. And the people who are in that dark place, they'll be inspired by that a million times more than reading the Bhagavad Gita a thousand times or um, seeing something written down because you're the living example of the fact that life, human life, and the human individual's life can radically transform for the positive if you focus. And if you, uh, there's some luck in there too. But so the point is, these negative situations, they're given to us as a, I don't want to say given, but they're an opportunity to really show people shit can get better. Because, man, when I hear some, you know, like when you see someone who's a cunt and they're yapping about whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? But their life sucks and they're always in drama and they're in a bad relationship. You know, what, it's like, what are you talking about? But when you run into an authentically happy person who's utilized principles and transformed their lives, you fucking listen to that, man. Well, when you run into people that are doing things also, you like feel the need to do things. When you read about someone who's inspirational, you get inspired. You know, you, you, we, we, we draw energy from other examples, including negative ones. You'll see a fat person who'll motivate you to go to the gym. You'll see some guy in a fucking scooter with his gut hanging over the handlebars, and you'll, you'll throw the Twinkie away. You know, yeah. we, we, we're, we're capable of taking positives from negatives. Damn right. We can draw energy from all sources. It doesn't just have to be like uh, uh, inspirational people. Certainly you can like the idea. Really, the idea is whatever the energy is coming turn, in, turn here, it to positive. shift it, turn it, transform it, be the fucking prism that shifts whatever that energy is into like a beautiful rainbow instead of like a turd. And even That's when it is idea. positive, just let it enhance your rainbow. Yeah. Let it, it enhance your, your, your beautiful vision of the world and pump it up even further. And, you know, that idea, it's something that, like, people can say, oh, you guys talk about that all the time. I really think you have to. I think it's something that's a mantra. I think it's something that yes. needs to be repeated. It's an ethic that needs to be ingrained in our mentalities. And that's why I say it all the time. Because I'm also doing it for myself. I want to I wanna pump my, my own version of it up in my own head. I'm, I'm not immune to negative feelings and, th and thoughts. I'm just a, a very diligent watcher. I'm, I'm a very diligent guard of my consciousness. So when I repeat positive things, it's not that I'm trying to convince myself. It's I'm reinforcing these positive traits in my own mind and in the mind of other people. And, you know, it may be a bit, a bit repetitive sometimes and get, get a bit redundant, but I think we need it. I really do. I think you need it yourself. I think I need it. I think, I think society needs it. Yeah. And I think it's missing. It's missing from all of our entertainment. It's missing from Anderson Cooper CNN reports. It's missing, oh, yeah. from, it's missing from the fucking news of all the shit of the day and the hurricane devastation. There, there's missing a, a, a broadcast from 
the from from the collective consciousness a broadcast yeah. from the, the culture of the world that we can slowly but surely despite all the news and evidence to the contrary slowly but surely all move towards a more positive state this thing you're talking about is the what i think of as the river and the forest effect have you ever been walking in a forest and suddenly you become aware of the sound of the river it's been there the whole time, but if you don't, it's such a subtle sound that blends in with the mm-hmm. wind and the sound, but all of a sudden you hear that light trickling of water running over rocks. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. It's a kind of like metaphysical river that runs through everything, and it's very subtle, and it's very easy to forget that it's there. And we got to figure out how to get it to the ATF. We've got to figure out how to get it to these fucking crazy yes. assholes. The same people that brought you the Fast and the Furious trying to lock you up for having a rifle and a fucking medical marijuana license. We've got to get this to the same people that run the federal bank that want to pretend there's some fucking crazy debt that we have to pay off. To who? To yeah. what? Yes. Where's that money? What yes. does it even mean? What does your money represent? Yes. You fucking crazy assholes with your numbers and your fucking the, the scroll underneath the when you're watching the news and that stock market scroll goes under. You're like, what yes. are you saying? <laughs> yeah. The fuck are you doing? We have to fix it. Well, first, fucking hear it yourself. That's the first goddamn step. Fix the people, goddamn yeah. it. Fix the conscious, and then get to the point where the consciousness has evolved so so much that it's 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 ridiculous to everyone including the people that are in charge yeah and man, but yeah, it, you know and i this is another thing we always say but just talking about this reminds me of it man it's so easy to forget this shit and it's so easy to like go out into the world and like everything's goddamn like rubbing you the wrong way everything's like can seem so fucking terrible but then when you realize like no you don't have to be a victim you can either get rolled by the wave of phenomena or you can surf on the fucking top of it and when you remember that then suddenly when you go out into the world the asshole you run into at the fucking gym the shitty waiter whatever the the cunt in traffic these things become little packets of energy that you can use to enhance your existence and to grow but god damn it's easy to forget and it's easier to let them to be rolled Mm -hmm. it's easier to be angry it's a form of laziness. Yeah, we're in intellectual laziness and physical laziness. That's one of the things. Look, in order to have a sound body, you have to have a sound mind. It sounds like a cliche, but it's fucking true. You got to eat healthy, you got to drink a lot of water, and you got to get some fucking exercise in. Yes. If you don't get some exercise in, your body's going to betray you. Your body's going to lie to you. It's going to give you stress that's unnecessary. Yeah. It's going to send you signals that you have to deal with. You need to keep your fucking machine healthy. Your vehicle for traveling through this dimension is your body. Keep that bitch healthy see Yoga. that see this shit this is water i drink a liter of this every couple hours i, I just slurp I this piss shit like down. a racehorse I piss every five seconds in my pants it's important folks take your vitamin brian's over there with a glass of heroin <laughs> mixed with aids <laughs> I, I flavor my heroin with aids there's nothing like heroin flavored aids take off your glasses and show the world your eyes duncan trussell let them know. Oh. Let them see your soul. Oh Let them see through the windows of your soul. Fun. They're fun to wear those glasses, man. Folks, this podcast is over. Can I can I talk about a Fuck, show? Fuck, yeah, you can. Uh, I have this show coming up. I'm going to be at the Fun 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 Fest this weekend in Austin, but on the 6th... What is that? It's this badass festival in Austin that happens on the Everything 4th. Everything is badass It's probably not Austin. very fun, though. But the show, please come to this. It's Fitzgerald's in Houston on the 6th. That 
is a show that I really would love for you guys to come. I have one in Dallas, but it's sold out. But the one in Houston, there's still tickets. November 6th at Fitzgerald. If you go to my website, DougAtrussell.com, you can get tickets there. Powerful Duncan Thanks, Joe. Thanks for letting me plug that. Please, anytime, man. This weekend, uh, Seattle, Washington on Saturday night, the uh, November 3rd at the Moore Theater is completely sold out. Uh, sorry, bitches, but we're just awesome. Um, Voodoo Chicken, are you going to make a, a scheduled appearance? We've got to contact the Voodoo Chicken. Brian Redband's coming, and, of course, Yay. Greg Fitzsimmons will be there as well. Um, and, by the way, when I say that we're awesome, Seattle, I mean you guys, too. I mean all of us together. It's not just, like, us. I wouldn't say, like, me and Duncan and Brian are awesome. We're all awesome. Yeah. We're all a part of this awesome experience. Uh, San Francisco, Friday night, November 2nd, at the Knob Hill Masonic Center. Yeah, I know. Masonic. Peace. I don't know. I don't get it. All hail, Moloch. For me, it's just a place to perform, folks. I call Live Nation. I don't even call Live Nation. I have a representative that calls them. I don't even deal with those people myself. You know what I'm saying? I let somebody else do all the dirty work for me. That was the only place. It's There's nothing sinister about this Knob Hill Masonic Center. And um, they'll probably smell like weed in there. <gasps> We're going to get our freak on. Fuck. San Francisco. It's one of the greatest fucking By the way, there. dude, the Masons knew how to build a place to focus energy. Mm-hmm. I used to, I performed in Masonic Halls. You can really fucking blast the beam in those places, man. Mm. You can really do it. Well, it's supposed to be a really cool place. Um, and some tickets are still available for that. Uh, some tickets are also available for uh, the Metropolis in Montreal on November 16th. Are you coming with me, Duncan Trussell? Yes. To Montreal. Yes. I can't Canada. fucking wait. I can't fucking wait. Yes. Oh, can I say one more thing? Yes. I forgot. On uh, November 7th and 8th, I'm in New Orleans at the Hell Yeah Fest. So come to that, please. Oh, Brian, my little uh, calendar, you don't have up the 10th, which is San Diego. And uh, Joe Rogan uh, okay. on the... Um, the Twitter page, please put that up because Joey Diaz and I are at the Balboa Theater. Maybe Brian Redband too, if he wants to make a little on what trip day? down. The tenth. Oh Actually, no, you're gonna no. be out of town. Yeah. You're gonna be in yeah. Ohio. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm with Tom Segura and uh, Dayton, uh, November eighth, and Cincinnati, November 9th. Those two uh, shows are not selling as fast as the Columbus people. Yeah, Which well, is Columbus is out. strong as always. The, we we might be looking into buying um, Brian's mom's place in Columbus. She has a fucking bed and breakfast. Nice. And turn it into Death Squad Studios. Turned it into the Death Squad compound. You're gonna fucking bot. What are you gonna do with Brian's mom? We're gonna get rid of her. Throw yeah. her into the streets. No, she's got two houses. Uh. But one of them she owns is a bed and breakfast on a giant piece of land where we can hunt deer. Dude, I like it. How many acres did you talk to mom? Oh, I haven't, but I will. It's a lot. More than 20 acres? You saw just the driveway. Yeah, it looks pretty big. <laughs> we need a few hundred acres. We yeah. need a Ted Nugent-style high fence. Keeps some fucking buffalo fucking roaming around. Fucking tunnels. <laughs> tunnels. <laughs> I found a place online. Some guy sent me this on Twitter where you can uh, buy houses that are built on top of old missile silos. Yeah, hell yeah. There's a bunch of them. Let's get one of those, brother. That's where they used to manufacture the LSD in a fucking missile yes, silo. That's Come that, on, let's that's, get a silo! That was that... Uh, that was the uh, one that, um, what's his face? Hamilton Morris. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Silo Homes, man. There's a lot of those. These, mm. are, these are incredible. They, uh, there's like several homes for sale 
that are built. Like if you go to silohome.com, you can check these out. It sounds like the ultimate apocalyptic scenario. Fun, fun, One fun. of them has a, a fucking runway for a plane and like a, a this, this rustic-looking log house that's built over this several-floor missile silo that's yes. converted into this crazy like storage compound. Fucking fascinating shit, folks. Prepare for the apocalypse. It is coming. Hare Krishna. It, it, you know, it already came to New York and New Jersey and all our brothers and sisters out there on the, the beach in, in, in Jersey that lost your houses. Mad love and respect to you and all the people in Long Island that lost their places. Uh, we, we feel for you. That fucking hurricane's a, a cunt and a half. Yeah. And uh, it may be just the beginning of more crazy storms. You gotta keep moving, folks. You can't stay in places that are getting ravaged by nature. There's places on Earth right now where you can't live. You can't live where there are volcanoes. You can't live in Antarctica. You can't live in the fucking North Pole. We gotta keep moving, okay? Yeah. And that's one more aspect of our world where we have to understand that this is really truly a, a global community and we can't live in the places that suck and we got to be able to not be fucking territorial and accept people into new spots mexico whatever and make love make love and, and let jizz flow from your penis blast that jizz friends blast and, it and uh and make people if you can and raise them correctly and be nice to all the folks around and you and give Drop give, love bombs. Give the hand jobs. Don't put those yeah, off. Listen, don't. Yeah. Give happiness. Yeah. Spread you just orgasms. ruined everything with yeah. hand jobs. Hand jobs. What the yeah, hell? What's that? Some, some girls don't do jobs. that when, when it's time. Okay. What? I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, who, sounds sounds right like someone, has, mouth. A, someone has a repulsive penis. <laughs> and no, no one wants to suck it. It's beautiful. It's like a root. It's, it's like beautiful. the root of a fucking rutabago. <laughs> What's a rutabago? A rutabag? No, what is how it? dare you. It's an oak tree. No, I'm a root. penis model. I use my penis for... I'm wow. a condom model. Sweet. All right, folks. <laughs> uh, that is the end of this week's podcast. Thanks to Onnit.com for sponsoring our podcast. And Onnit is now going to sponsor all of the Death Squad podcasts, including the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Hell yeah. Which you can get on... Uh, Where's my Are you on there? Stitcher? Are you on Stitcher? I'm on Stitcher. Powerful Stitcher. Um, we're, we're up for some Stitcher awards. With By the way, I don't give a fuck if we win or not because uh, I'm not really an awards guy. I think the awards for art are silly, but if you give me it, I'll accept it. Uh, we're... Uh, <laughs> of, <laughs> fucking show's over. Onnit.com. Use the code name Rogan. Uh, save yourself 10% off any and all supplements. Next week, we have Philip Copens. Um, uh, uh, Lost Civilizations expert on Monday. Brian Callen is on Tuesday. And Peter Duesberg on Wednesday. Woo! He is the uh, biologist from the University of California, Berkeley, that does not believe that HIV causes AIDS. Uh, we got a lot of cool shit coming on, folks. A lot of, a lot of craziness, you fucking dirty freaks. And, uh, and that's it. And, and by the way, the new studio should be any week now. It's almost done. That's uh, we'll, we're setting up some things uh, next Wednesday. We may very well start broadcasting live um, in uh, the month of November. Very That's exciting. what it looks like. Yeah, it's going to be sick. All right, you fucks. We love you. We love the shit out of you. And you are us, and we are you. One love. Howdy, Keep it going. Rock this shit.